from the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Justine looks like a movie star. She's got those uh, Liz Taylor sunglasses on. Does she? Well, she's walking around yeah. Disneyland, of course. Oh, yeah, look at her. She, she looks very bored. <laughs> she's got those aviators on. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Your new favorite podcast. It's uh, it's a special day here at the old Superiority Complex. Uh, tomorrow, John Sandy, uh, we will be celebrating uh, 10 years of doing this podcast. Holy Moses. Well, I will be celebrating 10 years. Everybody else... I think John, you've been you've been at this for about eight, seven or eight, and then the kids have been doing it. Uh, Patrick, Jake, and Justine have been doing it for about five, and then uh, and then Kalei, uh, 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 our special guest, has been doing it for about three weeks, about a month now, and then our extra special guest, uh, Anita, she's been on and off for a couple of years, but Anita's actually gone back from the beginning. Did you listen to every episode, Anita? I want to say from about like 2017. Oh my God. That's still a lot. When it was good, right? (laughs) When we were in our prime. I think I only have five left that I haven't listened to. Wow. Did you watch all the movies too? Or is it, or no. How far are you in the digital movie club? Uh, Let me ask you a question. What, is there a movie that the digital movie club introduced you to that you had never seen before? Yes. Probably all of them. Oh, Nice. And so far, so good. I have excellent taste, don't I? Do I not? The one that I was surprised that I liked the most was Fistful of Dollars. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. I did not expect to like it, and I very much enjoyed it. Those are great movies. I just watched Good, the Bad, and the Ugly the other day. It was great. Uh, stop Before we get started, uh, 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 happy birthday to our friend, fellow podcaster, mentor, uh, uh, Pat Francis, host of the Rock Solid uh, show. His birthday today. Happy birthday, Pat Francis. Happy birthday, Pat. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Pat Francis. Listen, to, listen to Rock Solid if you have not. Great music podcast. Great show. Even the episodes I'm not on, even like the 500 episodes I'm not on are fantastic. But great podcast nonetheless. Uh, yeah. 10 years, 10 years. And so uh, I wanted to do something special. And uh, <clears throat> so I did something that I said I would never do. But I thought I'd throw a bone to the kids. You know? Let me tell you something. These kids here, Patrick, Jake, and Justine, they don't get paid for what they do. Uh, as much as Justine, and um, as much as uh, 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 Anita thinks they should, they don't get paid for what they do. They volunteer their time. They come in, they watch these movies. Uh, I mean, yes. Are they getting a cultural education? Yes. Are they, ha- are they having their, their horizons expanded and broadened? Yes. But uh, you can't put a price tag on that. And if you could, they'd owe me money. But uh, they don't get paid to do this. And so what I said is for the 10th anniversary, I'm going to give back to them. I'm going to give to the people. I'm a man of the people. I am nothing if not magnanimous. God, I hope this is recording because this is probably one of my best rants ever. Uh, I thought you said there was no bullshit on this. Listen, first of all, there was right up until a second ago when you started talking. Hey! (laughs) Zing! Zing, zing, zing! (laughs) So, uh, I wanted to give back to the people. So I said, what can I give these? Look, what can I give these people? Right? Aside from... Patrick and Justine look aside from so, a livable wave. <laughs> Patrick and know. Justine look so bored. 
Look at them. They're at Disneyland. First of all, they're celebrating the 10th anniversary today at Disneyland. Where are you guys sitting? You guys look like you're ensconced in a faraway corner. We're in uh, Tomorrowland. Uh, you're in Tomorrowland? Promenade. Does it still look like yesterday land? Does it still look like yesterday land? Yeah, it's like, you know, what they thought, you know, the future looked like in 1950. Uh, well, what I wanted to give you to you guys, uh, speak, it was, you know, if you walk a few feet... From Tomorrowland, you're going to get over to the Peter Pan flight, which always has a line. That's the that's the one line right in Disneyland that I never ride because there's always a gosh darn line there. Uh, it's still very popular after all these years. You can fly. Is the Peter Pan right? And so the movie I hate the most without uh, with, with the, the most popular movie in the world that I hate the most, the one everybody else seems to love that I just do not get is, of course, Hook. And I've talked about it many times on the show. Spielberg's worst movie. Uh, I hate it with a passion. Um, worst movie? Spielberg's worst movie. People that say 1941 is his worst movie have never seen Hook. Um, <clears throat> it is cloying. It is uh, uh, awful. Uh, it is uh, 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 boring. Uh, it's, it's unforgivable. It's unforgivable. Uh, yeah, a a a a, 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 a nearsighted gynecologist. That's a joke for kids, Jake. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so I see. I see Kalei's, Kalei's face. I like to say Kalei. I can't stop doing that. It's a great joke. So we watched Hook. We did it for the 10th anniversary. So you're welcome, people. Uh, so let's talk about to everybody else, uh, besides John and myself, because I think John and I are very much in the same boat. I know why Patrick loved this movie. When I finally finished the movie, this is my first time finishing Hook. I've tried to watch it several times, and I can never get to the end. And finally finishing it, I know why Patrick loves it. This is a theme we hit on with Patrick a lot. Patrick, do you want to tell us why? What? It's a dad issue movie. It's a dad issue movie. You know how, like, uh, on Home Video Hustle, they do the Brent's Never Seen, or, you know, we need to do that. We need to do, like, a daddy issue month. And then you give me all your best dad issue movies, and we'll we'll watch them. Yeah, it's great. I think this is the ultimate, though. Up there, I see, but you know, yeah, all right. Uh, Spielberg, because Spielberg's always his whole life, he's been working through right that daddy issue. So they were mentioning all the movies, you know, especially like ET, you know, where they're sort of like dealing with this sort of thing. Yeah, it's always like a single mom, you know, or like the dad having to go out and do something, and you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Anita. You haven't seen Hook in years, but you love it. I don't know about it. I definitely watched it multiple times as a kid. Did you have a crush on Rufio? No one in that movie is attractive. I can tell Successful you that. voice actor, by the way. <laughs> I'm not. Right? I'm not. I'm not saying anything against the actor. I'm just asking if Dante she had a Bosco. I'm just asking if she had a she attractive had a, to me. I like to disclaimer that. That's not. Oh, uh, you don't find a you don't find a Robin Williams attractive. That would be a hard pass. <laughs> but he's funny. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah, funny gets you very far with women. So he's hairy though. He's very he's Robin Williams, very hairy individual. 
but uh, also got to voice uh, you know the genie in uh, Aladdin. Uh, you know, but uh, when you were when we were a kid, when I was a kid, Robin Williams was like the cutting edge of stand up comedy. It was he was he was like he was out there. Him and him and like uh, you know, he's very few people were like Robin Williams. And then so he went to this phase where he just started playing a lot of like dads, like Mrs. Doubtfire, Hook. We went through that dad phase. Did a lot of sweet movies, which was completely it was a complete one eighty. Uh, to you know, from the stuff he was doing on stage, you get to watch yeah, some of those super vulgar, super vulgar, and uh, just you know, super coked out on stage. So it's you know, <laughs> it goes into this, this whole thing where he's just uh, you know, like America's dad. So it's kind of interesting that he does, he kind of has that. When did that start, John? When did that uh, I don't know, probably Mrs. Doubtfire, Patch Adams, or one of those. Oh, Patch yeah. Adams. With yeah. our friend Monica Potter from uh, from Con Air, <laughs> oh man, that is a, oi, 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 that is a tough sit. That is a tough sit. Uh, yeah. So Anita, you you hadn't watched this in a long time. We we grabbed you literally at the last minute. I sent you things that hey, join us. Uh, you know, because you know you're great. Thank you. And also Brent couldn't make it, so we wanted to have like a. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Do you want to? Do you before we start the movie? Do you want to? Do you want to bring everybody up to speed on what's going on? Or do you want to? Oh do you want us to? That can be. Oh, that can no. be nobody's business. That's up to you. That's up to you. I somebody else. And let me just say. Let me and let me just say this. I I don't want to say. I don't want to toot my own horn because I you know this is a fun hobby for me. I have a good time doing it. Uh, I, I meet with my friends every week and we get to talk about BS and we have a good time. But the fact that a romance has come out of this podcast, I mean, do we talk about it enough? No, we do not. Do I get enough credit? No, I do not. Uh, but yeah, there's a little bit of a, you don't know, Brent from the Home Video Hustle. What had happened was, <laughs> I told you this, from the movie. Only so far. It was- I messaged Mario one day because Brett was running a real stint on the podcast. And I yeah. was like, is this my black replacement? Like, if this is it, just let me know. <laughs> that was literally the text I got. That was literally the text I got. And what did I say? What did I? What and then you said no. All right. But how have I never thought to put the two of you together? Right. A mere mm. two to three days later, someone stalking my instagram liking my pictures he's never paid attention to me before this right at all right and and then i just used it to my advantage but wait the 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 actual the actual <laughs> sentence was you're the only it's two incredible. black people i know however i never thought to put you to. it was the most racist thing i've ever said in my life it was definitely <laughs> racist it was racist with love, but on purpose. You, you know, you know, I was kidding. It was, it was, I was kidding. But yeah, I really hadn't thought. I, at that point, I was like, why have I never thought? Mostly because you know you live miles away. But yeah, of course, it's the same. You're cool. He's cool. It's a whole vibe. Yeah, it works. I'm emotionally unavailable, and then I get to go visit him when I'm emotionally available. I don't yeah, it, what's great is I like the last time he came out. You're like, you get him one day. He's coming out. You get him one day. I we literally got him for an evening. 
wasn't I, even a whole day. Yeah, it was like a couple day, hours. You didn't even pick the day. But it was his birthday. Well, I didn't want to step. I knew what was going to happen. I was like, I'm going to let Anita tell me when it's okay to see friends. <laughs> that was my whole. You guys needed a time. Because the, the last time he was out, we, we had him for the whole week. We'll have plenty of time. I'm leaving for Ohio on the third. What? Oh. On a one-way ticket. So we'll see how that goes. What does Whoa. that mean? A one-way ticket? What does that mean? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not moving to Ohio. I'm just going to go out there. I just bought a one-way ticket this time. I'm going to feel it out and see when I'm ready wow. to go. Oh. I thought he was that coming this what? way. Yeah, eventually. That's the goal. I don't know it's like. expensive out here. It's hard to try to convince someone to move out here. It is hard to convince. It's it so bad. Look at this. Just take a just take a screenshot right now, and then that's your look. You hold that. <laughs> you just hold up the picture. Patrick's eating. Justine's he nowhere to be the, seen. What does that mean? He's Patrick says the band is going off. Can't talk right now. Oh, it's band. there's a band oh. over there. They're going, they're over there by. I can the see stage. the circle vision. Uh, the I'm sorry. The uh, the uh, I knew it is the. Um, uh, America Sings building. John would, of course, know it as, as the Carousel of Progress. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Now and, of it, course, we all remember it as the Monsanto's House of the Future. Is that what it was? I'm joking. There was a, somewhere out there, there was a Monsanto's House of the Future built out of plastic. I think it's where, um, I think it's where Buzz Lightyear is now. Mm. I think it's, that's where it was. Uh, so, well, good for you, Anita. You'll have to let me know how that goes. Uh, scout, ar- scout around in, uh, yeah, good, for Brent, not good for you, Anita. No, I mean, good for you. You're going out there. You're feeling it out. You're trying to see how things are going to go. Yeah, we're working out. He's a good egg. Of course. Uh, you think I'd fix you up with a dirt bag? <laughs> I hope not. You think any of the couples here would be together if I had anything to do with fixing, oh, people, fixing them up? It'd be very different. It'd be a very different show. It'd be a very different show. Patrick would have someone uh, emotionally uh, available. Uh, just <laughs> it's hard to tell if Justine is smiling. Is she listening? If she was smiling, she was listening. Justine would have somebody with a personality. It's a whole thing. It's a whole. It's a whole thing. Started smiling. I think she's <laughs> they can't fire back right now because the band is going off. So I can just uh, yeah. Mm. Ah, they can hear, but they can't hear. talk. Oh yeah. Yep. 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 Okay. Yeah, I, I you I can hear you, Justine. Look at Patrick's face. Oh, he's so cute. You can hear her eyes. I know. I can see her <laughs> eyes through the through the sunglasses. She's Justine, got that Angelina Jolie look. She's got that hair to the side. She's got the aviators on. And she's eating a she's eating a san- sandwich, some kind of sandwich sandwich. What kind of sandwich is that? I don't know. What kind of Sammy is that? Um, mushroom Philly. Oh, wow. sounds good. Ooh, yeah, mushroom Philly. Good. I'm a bit of a texture eater, so I don't know about those mushrooms, but the Philly part sounds good. You don't like mushrooms? It depends on how they're prepared. Some of them can get a little, little slimy. He's been watching The Last of Us. He's fearful of fungi. Right, right. Too. That is true. That is true. Uh, also, uh, John knows where it is. There was a mushroom farm near where I grew up, and it stank to high heaven. Yeah. Remember, yeah. remember the mushroom farm over by Shakey's, John? Yeah, I used to think it was coming from Steak Corral. <laughs> <laughs> then I realized, no, there's nothing in Steak Corral that smells like that. <laughs> like death. Yeah. Oh, it was a horrible smell on a windy day. Well, it smelled like cattle. That's why I thought it was Steak Corral. As a kid, I thought, is this the smell you get 
from like an acre of cattle just sitting there and pooping. Or... Right, right. Yeah. That is. No, it's worse. It's worse. Have it's yourself worse. a portobello sandwich, Mario. Come Del- on. I know. They're delicious. I do. Depends on mm-hmm. how it's all right, so anyway, back to Hook. Worst movie ever. Anita, you were attracted to Rufio. Uh, you kind of have transferred that on to Brent's now, uh, and that's why you're moving, right? You're going to follow your dreams. Second star on the right, straight on till Cleveland. Uh, that's how we do it. Brent does not leave in Cleveland. We will not reveal his uh, actual location in Columbus. Uh-huh. Is Brent anywhere near where that, uh, where that train derailed and let out all the toxic stuff? Not that close. Good, good. I was worried about that. I'm looking, going, hmm, how close is that? <laughs> well, John, you know that's a big conspiracy theory now because now there's there's trains everywhere, so now it's, they're doing it on purpose. It's a big, it's a big close encounters thing. I could have got sure. superpowers, you know, toxic sludge dump, you know. Yeah, yeah, because that's because we all know in real life that's the way it works out. <laughs> you become a superhero. If there's any, if there's any conspiracy here, those railroad workers were overworked and underpaid. So look no further than that. That's the real villain. If you're looking for, if you're looking for the villain, if you're looking for the villain, it it couldn't be infrastructure, could it? Right. Yeah. Right. It's if you're looking for the real villain, it's unfettered capitalism and uh, lack of infrastructure. But don't. Listen, don't quote me. You know, I'm just here running a low-rated podcast for 10 years. Yeah. That's a great big... That's a, that's a jug of Gatorade. Person. That's a great big jug no, of that's the, fluorescent green that's the, Gatorade. No, this is this. Oh, he's got Gatorade. No, no, Justine's got Gatorade. <laughs> Gatorade's good. They got a hydrate. They got the electrolytes. They're going to be walking around the park all day. They got to yeah. go to Rise of the Resistance later and stand in line for three hours. You better go on that. That's all I've been drinking for the last week. Oh, how do you feel, John? By the way, John recovering from COVID. How do you feel, John? I feel better. You feel good. You look great. Thank you. Yeah. What is that that she's holding up? (laughs) Oh, it's a spoon. No, it's a mushroom. It's a mushroom. It's a mushroom, I think. It's a mushroom. See, those are the kind of mushrooms I don't want to eat. That just looked like it was, you picked that up fresh off the forest floor. I don't think, uh, yeah, that does not look... Mm-mm. I hope you and Patrick hit the popcorn wagon. Uh, what's your f- do it for John? Hit the John always wagon. likes uh, popcorn when he goes to Disneyland. He has to get popcorn. Jake, what's your go-to snack at uh, Disneyland? Everybody has a go-to snack when they go to say the mushrooms. Say mushrooms. Say mushrooms. <laughs> I gotta get <laughs> yeah, just a big old bag of mushrooms. No, I gotta get a churro, man. Churro or a corn dog depends how I'm feeling, but usually a churro. You're going churro too. Uh, Kalai? Absolutely, I'm going churro. Whatever the special flavor is that time, too. I get a regular churro and the special one. Look at you go. You 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 go double churro. Double up. Uh, double up. Uh, uh, on the churro. Yes. Justine, what's your go-to? Mushrooms? Shrooms? Oh, a Dole Whip. Oh, at the tea room, right? Is that the one at the Tiki Room, or is it everywhere now? It used to be just at the Tiki Room, right? Yep. I think you can get it at the Tiki Room, and you can get it at um, just other places. Justine sounds very far away. Uh, Hey, did they they reopen the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse yet? Said said one person ever. (laughs) 
No, I think they're redoing it again. I think it's not going to be Tarzan anymore, and it's going to be something else. Yeah, it's yeah. Swiss Family Robinson. They're doing it back. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's oh. back, to what, back to what it was like in '62. You know. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I I heard they were going to turn it into a, a roller coaster. That got a big laugh. Maybe it was my delivery. Uh, John, John, if, for, if you're just tuning in, John is recovering from uh, COVID. That's right. <laughs> that, that explains why he's not as funny. As cut, cut him some slack. <laughs> Anita, what's your go-to snack at uh, D-Land? I mean, everyone else went churro, but I still have to go churro. The go-to. Hmm. Just the regular Something about those I churros, like man. Plain. They're just better than any other churro. That is not true. That is, that is not true at all. You're right. Jack in the Box churros are pretty good too. That's like the good churro. They got like the little cinnamon dill in there. Woo. Those are your two options for churros: Disneyland or yeah, Disneyland or Jack or in the Box. Jack so. in the Box. One, right. Yeah, uh, the two ends of the spectrum. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, the most accessible churro, I think. The best of the acceptable ones. Yeah, sure. they're mini. They're mini churros too. They're a little bite size, you know, so you're not like overwhelmed with like a giant. You know what it is about the churros? It doesn't like they give you that wax paper. And yeah. you just, yeah, you feel like a king, like some kind of emperor. This is what royalty must have Anyway, <laughs> Hook, my God, let's get to it. Just uh, Anita's going to like kind of be in on this because she didn't watch the movie, but. Uh, how many people have had to watch that movie for the first time? Raise your hand. Me. Okay. All right. Oh, so you've never watched? I never. I could never get past. Uh, he would get to Never Neverland, and I would just be like, "I'm out. I'm out." There's, there's rollers. Right. These the Lost Boys are on roller skates. I'm out. I'm out. Skateboards. Same. Yeah. Skateboard basketball. Oh, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> now John uh, is a big yeah, John is a big fan point. of the original animated uh uh Peter Pan. Yeah, I like the original Disney yeah. animated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how do you feel about what how do you feel about Cap the this rendition of Captain Hook? I think Dustin Hoffman did a great job. He's you know, that that was a he did a great job. He looked good, uh found a good voice. But Mario always makes fun of me, but for me. Captain Hook will always be Hans Conried. Who? <laughs> the no. guy that did it in the animated show. So, uh, no, I think Dustin Hoffman did a great job. It's not that anybody was, uh, it was the, the, the acting was not the problem <laughs> in this movie, and neither was the, the costumes or the production design. It had bigger problems. No, I was really taken at how good Bob Hoskin was as Smee. I thought he oh, did a, always good. Always good. I thought he did a great job. Hey, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give credit where credits too. And and the kid from uh, Dick Tracy did a great job as the did a great job. The kid from Dick Tracy. I don't think he's did he do anything besides those two. Movies? Uh, I think it's Charlie Cosmo. Is that his name? Charlie yeah. Cosmo. I think uh, he he did a great job uh, in this movie. Uh, I thought he was very yeah. very realistic and and not easy. And it's not easy to for a kid actor not to be annoying. The little sister was great. Um, but adorable. Uh, and there, there were a couple of times where I, I, there, I laughed, genuinely laughed a couple of times. But the whole movie, the movie as a whole. Ugh. Ah! Ah! Yeah. Okay, but Rough we're going. Ugh. I think it gave, it gave me a cavity. Hey, there you go. A little too saccharine. 
So, Patrick, let's talk about this. When did you first discover Hook? When did you... Oh, I saw this when I was a kid. Right. I saw this a long time ago. Mm-hmm. This movie is not for adults, okay? If you think this is a movie for adults, you're sorely mistaken. This is an attempted uh, a live-action remake of a extremely popular animated film. And for what it is, it's entertaining. It does decent. Uh, as you get older, uh, yes, the basketball, paintball skateboarding nonsense is kind of ridiculous but there are some wonderful moments in this uh from my favorite line in the whole film uh of him saying you're doing it peter you're playing with it uh all the way to dustin hoffman is absolutely fantastic he is a great captain hook he may not be the original as john pointed out but he does a great job being a menacing and engaging villain and i like him a lot I, I think that this time around, he really stood out to me a lot more. Uh, and uh, I really like his portrayal because he's both noble, conniving, uh, and kind of devious all at the same time. Uh, but yes, it's a movie for kids. Is it, though? Yes. 100%. How old, yes, were, Patrick, how, old were, how old were you when you saw it? Oh, it was probably like seven or eight. So it's right. That's the right moment to see this, yeah, right? Yeah, this was this was made for my generation. This is not made for people like you and Mario to uh, enjoy and have fun with. And I can understand why you guys don't like it. It's there's nothing wrong with not uh, enjoying it. As with most things made for children, they throw in jokes for adults in there uh, to be like, "Hey, parents, we didn't forget about you." There's a little bit of entertainment, but overall, it's, it's not for... Yeah, this movie came out when I was 20, so... Mm. I, and I think I was, like, came out the year I was born. So, John, you were 30. I was 20. Uh, we were we were just out there, just... Uh, we were what was just, this? Was this 91 or 92? 91. 91. Yeah. Uh, I was since a... Mario ignored me earlier, this got a 6.8 on IMDb, a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Came out December 11th, directed by Spielberg, oh, that's with right. a budget of $70 million. It, it grossed worldwide. How much? A massive success at $300.8 million. <sighs> yeah, for, for for people like I, for people like me and John, and let, let's give it some context, because you're absolutely right, pa, uh, Patrick. We grew up, you know, Jaws was like very one of my earliest cultural memories. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Uh, then he does Color Purple in the in between. Then he does uh, Last Crusade, and you're like, wow, this guy cannot miss. Then all of a sudden he goes on this streak, and I think Hook was the first one. He did this one, and he had that other one. That what was the one about that where they remade? Uh, Always that one. That, that was, was a remake a- of a guy named Joe and. That got terrible reviews. It, it just that that was a movie that didn't need remaking. <laughs> That's the problem didn't with that he one. Also, do American Tale. Uh, he produced it. He produced. Uh, I think did uh, who did that? Don Bluth. Don Bluth did that. Yeah. Now there was a, there, now people will will remember will forget this, but th- this is context for you guys. The reason that uh, Schindler's List and Jurassic Park are so important as a one-two punch was. There was there was a there was talk that Spielberg had lost his touch. It was like uh, Hook was successful, but it didn't get a lot of the reviews weren't great. Uh, and then I think uh, uh, Always was a commercial and a 
a critical end box office failure. So people were worried. It was like it was like two bad movies in a row from this guy who had just cranked out basically. He had one bomb, 1941, which we watched. I still think it's better than Hook. I'm going to say had that. He the golden touch. Yeah. He had the golden touch and everyone knew it. And they forgive you. If you're somebody like Spielberg, they'll forgive a few flops. If you have two or three, they'll forgive you. At a certain point, they won't. But when you're the golden boy, they'll they'll cut you a little slack. So <laughs> that was that. Eventually, right? So yeah, Schindler's List, and then and then uh, Jurassic Park came out. I think a year within a year of each other, or the same year. I think it was like back to back, and they're like, "Holy cow, he can do anything!" He's now. back. He's back. And that kind of relaunched him for a little while. And then he did things like AI and Minority Report. And uh, all of a sudden, he really started liking Tom Cruise. So that was weird. We all went through that. And then, uh, yeah, you know, he's been kind of hit or miss since. Um, he's had some great movies since and done a few that are just like, meh, okay. But, uh, you know, what do you expect? You know, he's getting older. And, uh, you know, but you're right, I Patrick. Asking, oh, I, I was asking myself, how old would I have had to have been? If I'd seen this when I was like, you know, six or seven, it, it might have blown me away. So that's, it's definitely, yeah. I think Patrick's got a point there. Right. This isn't made for us, John. And we're jerks yeah. to rate it otherwise. So <laughs> think about that when you're ranking this movie. <laughs> hey, don't be a jerk. Justine, talk, talk to us about Hook and your experience <laughs> with Hook and how much you love it. I don't think she heard you. Awesome. <laughs> um, I watched this when I was six. Um, rewatching it, it kind of reminded me of Harry Potter a little bit. How there's a bunch of kids sitting in a table facing each other, and then the food showed up. Oh right! Um, <clears throat> and then it was a ma- it was like magical music. I was like, hey, this is just like Harry Potter right now. But. Um, I love this movie because I, when I was around this age, I was playing soccer and softball. And I was like, yeah, this kid's just like me. You go play baseball. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't have any issues with my dad. My dad was always there. Oh, know. wow. Do <laughs> it. <laughs> she can't. You don't have to have daddy issues to love this movie. Look at it. See, it's not a requirement. Uh, Poor Patrick. I liked it. I, I really liked Smee when I was little. And um, Rukio became a bigger part because there's not a lot of Filipino actors. So right. Filipinos come to uh, take in anyone who is a Filipino actor. It's that, always nice to, yeah, it's always nice to have representation, yeah. right? Yeah. Because yeah. he was, he did a few, I know his career, so. What else <laughs> would Filipinos what, have to know his career. What else did he do? Boys and Girls, did you watch that? No. I watched it, and it's a pretty dirty movie, and I didn't expect that. Wow. He's going to it's get... Like a, he's going to get in trouble. No, it's like a... It's like a Pray Away... Pray Away the Gays movie. Oh, no! That's a bummer. It, it was funny. It's a, it's a comedy. It's funny. All right. And then he also did a movie, a Filipino movie called The Debut. Because we have the boobs and not kissing your ass. Because you turn eighteen. Wow. We have a debut. <laughs> I like the way you went back to that for emphasis. Um, so, but you do love this movie. You love. Uh, bless you. Are you okay? 
I thought you were sneezing. What were you doing? Nothing. So you have the Filipino as as you have COVID. Are you walking around super I spreading? I'm negative. Okay. Uh, yeah, I had that cold that does not go away. Uh, so you you so f- points for Rufio. You love the Lost Boy skateboarding. Uh, you love the imaginary food. Um, how did you feel? Yeah, I, like, I like the story. I like the story too. Uh, right. It was kind of weird. You're like, so I decided to run away. I have a little baby decided to run away. Baby's day out. But yeah. How did that? What, what happened? The baby just decided to take off. I don't get yeah. that. I don't know. That's weird. That's weird. That was odd. He just rolls away. <laughs> it, was kinda cool. roll away. <laughs> it was kind of cool to see his his side of the story, though. But. Uh, it was weird to see Gwyneth Paltrow at the end. I was like, "What? It's Gwyneth Paltrow?" Is this That's her early on for her? Huh? Is this her first movie? <laughs> is that right? <clears throat> wow. What's in the she box, Peter? That. What's in the box? Yeah, that would have been great. We right. That. that her head's in a box in the movie Hook. <laughs> <laughs> they open the box and it's Wendy. What's what's in the box, Peter? Uh, what's in the box? Uh, yeah. So what? Okay. Well, I like I like when the guy steals second. That I made me laugh. Second. That's when he laughed when he <laughs> shot the guy stealing second. And he goes, "We're playing by Jack's rules." <laughs> Uh, I did like, bad, I, you know what? Bad form. <laughs> uh, that was really good. Dustin Hoffman really did a good job. I will say that. He did a good job with the role. Uh, he did a good job. I love his plan. He's just like, I'm just going to manipulate this kid into liking me. You know? He does what he always does. He completely became that character. You know? Right. And that's what he always does, whether it's Benjamin Braddock or Ratso Rizzo, he becomes the character. So you got to hand it to him. He became Captain Hook. You know what? Uh, yeah, I could have watched the movie with just Hook and not cared about the Peter Pan as stuff. As cheesy as Peter Pan's lines are in this film, um, his interaction with Hook is always really good. Uh, yeah, uh, I like when uh, when Pan goes, "Give me a hand." He's like, "I already did." <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were booing, Jake. All right. Let's get to the kids. Let's get to let's get to uh, Jake. Let's talk about it. Uh Hook. Yeah. Where did, where how old were you? What are, what is your memory of this movie? Oh, I don't remember. I was maybe like seven or eight. It's on TBS. You're watching it. TBS. Yeah. You, you know, it. it's great. It's great for those of us who have never, you know, never lost their inner child. You know? Yes. Like John and I have definitely done that. Yeah. You guys are all bitter and jaded now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. I've made you bitter and jaded. I'm still, mm-hmm. I'm still young and full of uh, whimsy. And vigor. But, um, it's, it's so much, it's just, it's really cute. It's a lot of fun. Um, Hook especially, he's uh, Dustin Hoffman really added a lot of depth to Hook that you don't get from the animated movie. It's very menacing. Oh my god! Tries to turn his own son against him. You gotta love Smee. Smee's great comedic relief. Right. And um, yeah, just overall wonderful film. You know. That's a kid's paradise when he goes to the Lost Boys little camp. Mm. Come on now. And mm. imaginary food, mm. skateboard, basketball. Mm. <laughs> Come on. 
<laughs> you know, Jake, the reason I get sour on on um, when they get there is because it looks like a theme park, which is great if you were at a theme park, but watching a movie that looks like they filmed it in a theme park, it, it didn't grab me. Yeah, even that thing with the track, that thing with the skateboard and the sails, it's on a track, and I'm going, yeah. it's kind of like Indiana Jones um, and, and the Temple of Doom. There's so much of that that just feels like it's 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 built for a theme park. So it takes me out of the movie. It probably wouldn't have if I was six or seven. I would have loved it. But as an adult, I'm going, this looks great if I was there. <laughs> Otherwise, it just looks like they're filming it inside a theme park. You know? You're watching oh, you're watching you somebody else's child. You're watching somebody else's home movie is what it is. I don't know what it is. And now uh, Spielberg himself said it would be different now because it would all be digital. You know, he's not. It's funny. He's not completely crazy about this movie himself. And um, he says he, if it was done today, he would do it differently. He says uh, we threw a lot of money at it, a lot of great sets and costumes, and made it real colorful. But he says it would be, it would look different if they did it now. It would be digital, and it wouldn't look uh, so much like sets. But um, I guess what he likes when he watches it now, what he likes is the uh, the intro. He likes all the stuff in London. He likes the the prologue, and he likes the ending. He says once they get to Neverland, he has he has troubles with it. He was not happy with with it even even though it made a lot of money he just wasn't happy with it hmm that's interesting interesting not a hundred percent happy with it he just he wishes he could do it over again but well that's just an artist looking back at his work and always finding something to critique and always something I, like, like, I could have done this like, instead i know it's like mr spielberg here's mr lucas you know it's like <laughs> right it's yeah like, oh really you got a movie you think you need to kind of uh, tinker with well here's mr george i lucas. may have messed up the first few for the, the first couple prequels right says george lucas book was also a piece that he kept changing like he was never quite happy with it it was originally a musical until like day three of production oh wow didn't know that yeah. i was actually gonna say i feel like this movie could be a musical absolutely it has that musical feel to it and i would almost say maybe that's what john's picking up on in the sets of feeling theme park yeah like, like, issue if it was designed to be a musical like popeye popeye kind of looks like a theme park too they built they built it from the ground up on some island around malta and but it's a musical so maybe you buy it when it looks like you know when it looks like that maybe you buy it when people are bursting out in song <laughs> you know it's uh just another also level starred, also starred robin williams Popeye. That's right. His first movie was Popeye. Mm -hmm. uh, originally, they were trying to get Michael Jackson uh, to do, I guess, back when it was going to be a musical. They wanted him to play Peter Pan, but he he lost interest um, once they started developing the story. He just lost interest. He made it, Well, he made his own Neverland anyway, so. Exactly. Oh, exactly. God, yeah. And we all yeah. saw how that turned out. So. <laughs> uh, hey, hello. Uh, David Bowie was also offered the role of Hook. What? Oh, wow. And he turned it down. He would have been great. I think he would have been great. But I you know Dustin Hoffman does a wonderful job. I'll tell you what I think with Bowie. I think it was too close to uh, what he did in Labyrinth. I think it was too right, close to the Goblin right. King. You remind me of the pan. What pan? The pan. <laughs> the pan with the power. What power? Power of hoodoo. You do. Go the ahead. Tinkerbell was supposed to be uh, Carrie Fisher. Oh, really? Interesting. I would have liked that. I think she did some work on the script. She didn't get any credit, but I think she, she hammered out some stuff. I think she might have even written some of the Tinkerbell lines. She has a cameo in it when Tinkerbell is pulling um, Peter 
over the London Bridge past Big Ben, that couple that's embracing on the bridge, that's Carrie Fisher and George Lucas. Oh, wow. Mm. How about that? And she said, Can we say no how time. great Tinkerbell was in this movie, too? Uh, I'm about to tear her to shreds. Strong. Same girl, same. Strong. <laughs> well, I mean, up until <laughs> a certain point in the movie. S G S. Same girl, same. Uh, you know, that is a thing. It's a thankless job. There's nobody that can pull that off. You know what I mean? There's a, when you think about it, you know, it's one thing if you're animated. And in the play, it was like a beam of light. It was You didn't even see her. It was always just a beam of light sort of darting about the stage. They used to say trying to make that into a character you can see is almost like a fool's errand. Nobody can pull it off, you know? Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I liked her in her original Tinkerbell costume and the original spunkiness, but a lot of the choices they made, like in combat, there were some moments where she was doing things where she was overpowered, but they were clever moves with the pots and the rug. And then there was other things where she's pulling a guy out a window and that kind of like pulled me out of it. And then no pun intended, no pun intended. And then she has her ingenue Cinderella moment (laughs) and they have her be big. And it's like, if you're going to make this spunky, fiery pixie have a big moment, can we not have it be in this context of like, she loves pan and she's in a beautiful dress when some of our opening sequences with her was her being, you know, a badass. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. It's the uh, it's the uh, it's the Little Mermaid syndrome. I'm gonna give it all up for this dude, right? It's a weird complication. I don't think it's anything that turns up in any of the books or the play. It's kind of a weird complication. The whole thing with that character is that it's you know, is that yeah, she's there's no breaking out of that. You know, she's she is what she is. She's not gonna be six foot one. You know, right? Six foot two, eyes of blue. Um. Well, 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 that was a great intro to your, Kalei. Let's go into your uh, analysis of this okay. train wreck of a movie. And uh, <laughs> tell us. That, uh, <laughs> I don't think this movie is for kids. I think that this is a movie for adults to examine Whoa. the way that they grow up. I think that this movie ties the ties the circle of Peter Pan for people. And that Peter Pan tells us to never grow up when we're kids. And here we are seeing Peter Pan grown up. He goes back to Neverland. And his whole thing is that he never wanted to grow up. And who's running the Lost Boys now? But Rufio, who isn't necessarily saying he wants to grow up, but he's stepping into roles of power. He wants control over the group. He has an ego. And you're kind of seeing this juxtaposition of two different places where Pan once was and his whole ideology was staying young and staying fun and you have Rufio who's you know I'm young and I'm an I'm a lost boy but I know what's going on I'm a little bit smarter than everybody else I'm in a position of power over over everyone else so you have that moment happening and then you have Hook and Hook never grew up Hook is the definition of someone who never grew up he's petty he lacks emotional intelligence everyone does everything for him And so I think that this movie begs us to evaluate the way we grow up and the way we interact with kids. That is the most thoughtful analysis we've ever had of any movie on this show. Uh, Thank you. Happy uh, everyone here. Thank you for the last 10 years. Uh, It's not going to get any better than that. 
<laughs> After this, we're just going to start talking about Pokemon again. So we will say thank you so much uh, for John, for Jake, for Patrick, for Anita. For I'm kidding. Uh, uh, no, that is an excellent analysis. Uh, and I was going to say the reason I disagree with this movie being for kids, Kalei, is because um, unless you've kind of lived life and been through the ringer, you don't really know. Uh, the whole thing, there is a beautiful idea in this, and it's that Peter forgets what it's like to be young. He forgets how to be young, right? He forgets what it's like to be a kid, and that that, that causes the rift between him, him and his son because he's let life be, and he's a successful person. You know, it would it would be a different story if he was kind of like a, <clears throat> you know, if he were something of a failure in life, right? But he's had so much success, and all that success has done is driven a wedge between you know, it's just like the ultimate yuppie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like the yeah, on the phone all the time. Yeah. Right. It's the ult- ultimate repu- repudiation of like the yuppie lifestyle that we had just come out of in the 1980s. Right. Um, so when, when they say, I mean, Neverland is definitely aimed at, obviously kids are going to be in the audience watching this movie. Right. So yes, there's something there for the kids, but this is very much an adult movie. And this is very much an adult like Steven Spielberg working through his own issues of childhood working through his own issues of loss and separation because, you know, he divorced a son of divorce, right? And you're definitely, I didn't even stop to think about the, the difference in the, 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 the method of, the methodology between Peter as opposed to uh, uh, um, Rufio. I didn't, even, I didn't even stop to think about that. So that's a great, probably because I don't care about this movie enough to examine it in that <laughs> But no, that's a great that's a great observation though. That's a great observation because even then, even Peter was even different when he was in Neverland. He was a different type of character. It's like two. I, it kind of behaves as two different movies. It is a different movie when they're in London. It's him dealing with his, you know, it's dealing with what he's become. Then when you go to Neverland, it really is a kids movie. There's all these colors and all kinds of stuff and pranks and playing. So it really is kind of a. It's kind of like two movies in one because he is dealing with this thing. And, and, you know, the mom has that great line. She goes, you know, that we only have a couple of years and they're not going to want to hang around us anymore. Right. You know, you get about two, three years where they want to be around you. And so you, you don't lose that because you're going to blink and it's all going to be, you'll spend the rest of your life chasing them. I thought that was a great line. I'm not kidding. That that line, the whole movie, that's the whole scene that stayed with me as something yeah. where like, it, and it made me sad because it was like, this could have been such a much better movie. Mm. Had it stayed along those lines, but it gets so silly and so uh, it's tough, almost impossible. How do you reconcile it? It's like two different, two different ideas, two different movies, right? You know, and so really tough. It's always tough to make something that appeals to kids and their their parents. Kale, you know? wait, when you, how old were you when you first encountered this movie? Uh, when I first watched this movie, I think I was like five, right? But I didn't get it. I didn't get this movie. I watched it multiple times throughout my childhood, and every time I watched it, I was just confused. It was weird. And then when I was, like, 15, I watched it, and I was like, hey, you know, I'm kind of really into some of the choices they're making on the ship. Right. I was always really in love with Captain Hook's ship. Um, yeah, beautiful so from, ship. From an image, like, just from, like, the visual aspect of it, I started to like it more, and then I haven't seen this movie since I was, like, 17. So what did you think this time watching it again? I mean, were, uh, did you like it more? Did you like it less? I liked it more. Something that I was thinking about a lot in this movie is, like you said, Peter finds a lot of success. And he goes to Neverland. And, you know, I don't think that this was a theme of the movie or anything, but it really did have me thinking about 
this concept of like capitalism versus living off the grid and how you're looking at these. It's one of those things where I also feel like he's coming into this moment of really evaluating his consumption of society. Well, definitely, definitely because he, he has that kind of, uh, he has that kind of moment of revelation where he realizes that all his work has been for naught, right? And right. He, where he chucks the phone, right? And he's like, well, now what mm-hmm. am I going to do? This deal's gone. It's worth billions. Now what? It's almost like the world is, he realizes he's built his whole kind of, he's built his whole living. He's built his whole, you know, reason for being around this persona he has now as an adult, as this fixer who can come in and, you know, and like his son says, you know, he just he'll lay everybody to waste. He just like you know, like a pirate, right? Which great. Is what, when Maggie Smith says, "Oh my God, Peter, you've become a pirate!" <laughs> right, right. He's become what he hated, right? And yeah. so he doesn't know it. He doesn't realize it because that part of his, you know, his memory is gone at that time. But uh, yeah, you're right. It's really reconciling what you've become with who you used to be, in yeah. a way. And I yeah. also loved. Um, there's this one scene, and it. It's dated. Like, it looks bad, but I loved it. He's standing at, like, the Lost Boys hideout, and he's looking out at, like, Neverland. And you can tell it's, like, a green screen, and it doesn't look that great. But it was, because it didn't look that great, I actually really loved it watching it, because it was, like, it looked, it definitely has that look like a storybook page, like it's not real. And to that same extent, I was like, you know, though, if you think about it, Peter Pan, the story, you know, the little pictures that are in the book, this looks like a storybook page and it looks like he's standing in front of the storybook page. And if I give myself to the idea that this is his reality, I think there's something really beautiful about the idea that even in real time, Neverland looks like a storybook. I was impressed with the way they shot Neverland. I thought it looked great. uh, A lot of that, even though the effects are dated, um, I did like the way that it kind of looked like the Island on the ride. That uh, Patrick and Justine yeah. are about to. Where are you walking to, Patrick and Justine? Where are you going? Oh, they're going to Star Wars Land. Star Wars Land. They are. I can see the tunnel. Get in line. Get in line. I want to see. Uh, I want you guys to live stream the uh, Millennium Falcon ride, and you guys better be the pilots. <laughs> Look at them just walking around Disneyland. What a way to celebrate our tenth anniversary. This is great. For two of yeah. us, uh, two of us walking we're, around we're Disneyland right here, now. putting work in, mm-hmm. talk, you know, doing, doing, doing the Lord's work, and we're <laughs> over here having a good time. Good well, don't that. worry, Anita's good on your side. She's going to be working on your compensation there, Jake. So, don't mm-hmm. worry about that. Uh, also, Anita, I won't be taking any of your calls. Uh, we lost. I, I quickly want to say one thing about when Pan goes off in his little Please baby do. carriage. Please do. Um. Because you seem to get this movie more than the rest of us. <laughs> I love that part. It doesn't make any sense. Right. You know, he's not at a point where that cognition is there. But I do think that it is this, like, beautiful, symbolic moment of, like, babies are always listening. And maybe this is, like, the birth work doula part of me coming out. But, like, I think it says something in that, like, Pan's nervous system was afraid in that moment there's like fears being planted and it for me made me really think about how like there's always emotional communication going between i'm gonna human human whether they're a baby or not i'm gonna Mm. recommend a book to you kalei and it's called the scientist in the crib the scientist in the crib i'm putting it in my google notes it was written in the late 90s so i'm sure the research is you know has there's they've done more research there may be an updated version now 
But basically saying that babies, I read it when my daughter was a little, babies always running experiments. So like, you, you know, you do things because babies do things and we think it's because they're being repetitive or they think it's funny. Like they drop their pacifier on the ground, right? And they, you have to pick it up and they drop it on the ground. And, they do, and you go, oh, this kid. The kid is really trying to figure out because the kid doesn't know, right? Babies are learning everything for the first time. The baby really wants to know why that thing doesn't fall to the ceiling. He's figure, trying to figure out gravity. And so they're running these experiments and constantly and you're like they're you're like an unwilling unwitting lab assistant because you're helping them do run these experiments. They're constantly trying to figure out why things work the way they do. Mm. So you're not far off that you know they're always they're, they're very cognizant and more more so than we think. And when you have one around a lot, you start to see that. You start to and, see and them puzzling things out and figuring things out and putting it together. And, and then uh, when they get older, they stop testing. They stop testing their surroundings, and they start testing your patients. Right? right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and they don't stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then they go on a podcast and become someone else's problem. Thanks, mom go. and dad. That's what I'm saying. But now Anita's here to help everybody. You know, we're gonna crack every. We're gonna crack some skulls. Uh, Justine, what's the weather like out there? It looks a little breezy. Oh, there's the Millennium Falcon. I see it. Chewy, we're home. By the way, my shirt today. Freeze, little chilly. <laughs> I wore this shirt in your honor. What are we gonna ride? Star Wars shirt too. Oh my God! Everybody's wearing Star Wars shirts. Ciao. Uh, Justine and, and Patrick. More importantly, what are you buying us all for souvenirs? Lightsabers. Are you, lightsaber you're buying us lightsabers? Oh. Okay, I want a blue one. Thanks. I want a blue one. Jake, what color do you want? If you could choose any color, you would choose blue. Yeah, that's Luke. Um, purple. Purple? I want Mace, I'm a, I want Mace Windows. Kalei, yeah. what, Kalei, what do you got? What, do you, what color do you want? Patrick's I buying. want an orange lightsaber. I don't think that's an option, though. Yeah, there absolutely. At the, I don't know about there. At but. the build thing. Uh, Anita, Patrick's buying. What do you want? I have to go purple. Purple, John. Are you there, honey? Oh, John muted himself. He may have. He may have a call with his doctor. Uh, oh, they're in the cantina. I don't know. Oh no, they're at the lightsaber build. All right. Uh, let's and rank this real. Let's get let's get Patrick and Justine's ranking while while they're still with us because I know they want to get back to the park and finish celebrating our tenth anniversary. Uh, Patrick and Justine, what do you give uh, the old hook? It's uh, six out of ten. Whoa, that's low, Patrick. I thought that was going to be higher. No, it's actually it's a good movie. Uh, it's got a special place in my heart. From my childhood, but it's far from perfect. Justine? Um, I thought it was fun. It's nostalgic. Um, I like the way he... Like, he makes things look like you're lived in it. It's not like... I mean, the beginning parts look like a set, but the house and everything is really cute. I give it a eight. You Ooh. give it an eight, so better than Casablanca. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Um, so oh, John, while you're Patrick's buying lightsabers for everybody, what color do you want? Oh. <laughs> I'll take Dodger blue, yeah. See, I said blue as well. Yep, yeah. You guys can fix the hilts the way you want to, but we'll just we'll take I'll take it. So it's blue for me, blue for John, orange for Calais, uh, 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 purple, 
for Anita. And then um, that's what uh, Jake purple is going to go to. Purple well. as well. Take purple, yeah. Nobody went I red, huh? Patrick, I thought Patrick already had a lightsaber. No, he's buying them for us for the 10th anniversary. I, he's I, have, them. I have several. Yeah, he's got I get a picture. I have a lot. Oh, oh, oh Justine's <laughs> looking at the those Ray robes right there. There you go. That's something. That's a little, little you know, for the... Ray, that's for Patrick. Robe. That's for Patrick. All right. All right, you kids. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Please enjoy your day at the park. Uh, and remember, if you're parked in lot P for Pinocchio or K for Kanga, the car will be on the left-hand side of the tram. Once again, if you're parked in P for Pinocchio or K for Kanga, the car will be on the left-hand side of the tram. Please lower your head and watch your step. Driver, we are clear. <laughs> Yeah, I missed that. Remember that? Remember that, John? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you've done this before. Thank you. And there we go. Let's see. What section are we in? Oh, yeah, we're in the Lampwick section. Uh, Lampwick. Are you guys getting on uh, on the Star the Millennium Falcon ride? You better get on something. No. And what's it called? Rise of the Resistance? Rise is um down right now oh my god well when you guys get into the do me a favor before you go when you guys get into the millennium falcon ride uh and you're in the pilot seat turn around to the people in the re- in the cockpit and say i know this is probably your first flight and it's mine too just do that will you do that but what what does that do <laughs> that's from star tours oh 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 and then you go this is funny mm-hmm Wow. <laughs> yeah. Man. <laughs> and they want to That's be so crazy. And they want to be paid. Uh okay, uh Patrick and Justine, thank you so much for dropping in. Uh have a fun day at the park. Uh eat, eat your churros and uh, don't lick the handrails. Thank Wait, you guys. I want to hear everybody else's scores. I'm not going anywhere. Yet. Oh, we're leaving. You, yeah. Yeah, you guys and don't. Nice try. Nice try. You, you guys don't get to hear it. All right. Uh, again, well, how many? I, I, I stepped away. How many people have rated it? We haven't rated it yet. Just these two kids. Okay. Because I, I, I had to step away. I had a coughing jag. I had to eight, leave the room. Eight, uh, six for Patrick, eight for Justine. Uh, Jake? I also give it an eight. God, you're awful. And uh, Calais? <laughs> I'm gonna give this movie a seven. A seven? It would have been a lot higher, but I there was a lot of scenes that I felt like weren't necessary. Some the whole movie. Women I felt like weren't necessary, and then there was an underage non-consensual kiss. So. That's right. I saw that, and that was like, whoa! How do you do that now? When was that? When when uh, she's asleep. Uh, and- he kisses Wendy's granddaughter, which is also all kinds of weird because he had okay. the hots for Wendy. Right. All right. There's a, yeah, okay. that's a whole weird. We got to talk to J.M. Barry. There's a lot of Just weirdness. Like all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to play um, young Peter Pan right now. Or could play him right now. Probably Harry Styles. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. Anita, from your recollection, that was great, Mark. <laughs> everything about this damn movie that was—it's that barely detectable, but I—I I, I caught it. You were like, everything about this movie. Like, like, uh, Anita, from your from memory, what do you give this one? From memory, I would say a seven. Uh, Brent wants us to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brent watched this a couple of months ago on the Home Video Hustle. He wanted me to run everybody. He gave it a five, which is generous. Generous. I'm shocked. That man never fails to amaze me. Uh, John? 
Um, I give it a five. If I was a kid or if I'd seen this as a kid, I probably would have rated it much higher. But I can't, with all the problems it's got, I can't give it more than a five. As much as I hate it, it did have a couple moments like the one we talked about. Um, it's beautifully shot, and it's, you know, the problem is mostly the script. <laughs> it's just right. all over the map. I mean, look, but um, let's be honest. It's just too much mugging at the camera, too much dewy-eyed, you know, grinning and mugging and making faces at the camera. It's just too much. But again, if I was a kid, I might ate it up. I just don't know. I love so, Robin Williams as a comedian, but when he goes mm-hmm. saccharine, boy, is it awful. Yeah, when he goes dewy-eyed, it's like, oh, boy. It is awful. <laughs> it is a lot. Like, you are, mm-hmm. he, he is, like, literally just, just with 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 a, with, he's just putting that thing on like 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 it's cement, like it's concrete. Well, you, it, it's got to be reined in. When you think about like uh, the the world according to Garp, certain directors will rein it in. They'll say you've got to less less, give me less. You know? No, Spielberg did not do that here. No, and no. a lot of the stuff with him in Neverland is just really cringy. It's just really like. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's um, watching an adult do things like that is just really like it's Ugh. rough. It's rough. But so um, you know, but there are some with your inner child. It's understandable. No, my inner child is great. Uh, don't so worry, Mario. My... Mario what did you give it? Hold on, let me ramp up. Okay. Oh, sorry. Daddy is working his way towards the score. Okay. Okay. So... Yeah. <laughs> now, 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 who's got daddy issues? <laughs> <laughs> that was the worth it for the look on Kalei's face. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, uh, yeah, uh, there was a couple beautiful moments uh, where I really thought like that. Like we talked about that moment where his wife says, "Look, this is this is all we got. Hold on to it. You know, what are you doing? You know, you 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 gotta you you've gotta take advantage of this time." And then uh, there were a couple of things where I laughed out loud. One was uh, he's stealing second. That whole gag with the um, <laughs> shooting the guy running a second. Right at Indiana, that was they just kill him, yeah. that was genuinely funny, and I thought Dustin Hoffman did a great job, and I yep. thought Bob Hoskins did a great job as as Smee. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, you know, you I did. You know what? I did love the, the scene. scene right? I love the scene where the little boy, the littlest lost boy, is the one that figured out that took the time to figure out it was Pan. That whole scene where he's just like you're moving there his face. You are, Peter. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was fantastic. I thought that was a really yeah. that was a really great Spielberg moment shot the way Spielberg knows how to shoot. Like John Spielberg is like pizza. Even when he's bad, it's still pretty good. You know what I mean? Uh, it's still pizza. <laughs> did, it, did, it, did it make did that moment make you cry? It didn't make me cry, but I thought that was a really beautiful moment. I thought that was really well done. And there's because what he's doing is he's getting he's uh, putting the smile back on his face, right? Basically, you know, exactly. Yeah. I thought that was such yeah. a great and like a kid yeah. would do something like that. You know what I mean? And the only kid, everybody else is like, "Fuck this guy!" Right. <laughs> and, and the the littlest kid is like, "Wait a minute, I think he's still in there." Yeah, <laughs> right. I yeah. thought that was a You're beautiful right. moment. And of yeah. course, uh, you know the score was great. John Williams always writes a great score, and uh, uh, so let's uh, let's give it a four. Let's give it a four. Don't look at me like that, Kelly. You know, I had to I had to deal with Justine giving Casablanca a six. Okay, I don't want any of your toed. Okay, you just yeah, that's Justine. What did I say? What did... She said. Oh, no. I think yeah, she said her own. She said her own scale very early on. Okay, all right. That's what I'm saying. I, 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 I am giving no tood. Do you like that? 
that's like an old man thing. I've never said oh, that in my give life. Her, can we show her Zardoz? I've never. Oh my God, Zardoz! Oh, you would love Zardoz. What did we all? That's the lowest ranked movie ever on our podcast. Uh, lowest. I, it, it, I think we, we all gave it like ones or zeros, right? Uh, yeah, I, I gave it a four. You gave it, gave it a one. Just good as hook. Uh, you listen, guys. It's over. It's done. Uh, there's no more movies that, on this show that won't be done, so it's it's open here. That's we, why you wanted to do this, to get it out of the way. It's it out of the way. Hang, it was hanging over us like the Sword of Damocles. <laughs> I wanted to do something nice. I wanted to give back to the community for 10 years. I wanted to say, it was my way of saying thank you, so I sat through two hours of that. What a what a what a kind and benevolent right. ruler! Exactly, Mag- <laughs> magnanimity is not dead. You're welcome. Please, uh, can I have some more? <laughs> no, uh, and we're watching Spice World in a couple of weeks, so don't uh, oh, don't God. think that. Shut up, are we? Yeah, I told you we were gonna are watch. We? You're supposed to distribute the DVD so we can watch it. Okay, okay, okay. You, you said we were going to do it. I told you we were going to do it. <laughs> I'll give Inchinu one of my 10 copies here. Have right. One. She's burning copies. <laughs> no, I, I inadvertently uh, jump-started this. I don't think she had a copy till I till I gave her one. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm always excited for any Roger Moore project. Thanks we all know that. John. I know. Sorry, Patrick. <laughs> She'll burn everyone copies. That way we can have something to rewatch. Yeah. We're obviously love it. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I can have something to put my hot beverages on and not leave rings on the table. Can we all be a different Spice Girl? Yeah. Thank That's you. Really Roger Moore. I'll be, I'll be Fat Spice. Uh, what do you want to be? Oh, they're walking by Splash Mountain. Why don't you show us what yeah. you're looking at? Oh, yeah, so have they have they completely shut it down now? Have they ripped yep. out all the Uncle Remus stuff or what? No, it's playing as a pretty good I can hear it. So it's still open. Yeah. I keep and reading. Shut these... down, um, Disney World. Yeah, Disney oh, World. Okay. I kept reading that they'd torn it out, but it's not Disneyland. It's Disney World. Okay. They're going to tear it out. They're going to tear it out. They're just going to redo the guts. It's The ride's going to remain the same. Everybody, yeah. everybody. The, uh, it's, perfect it's, spot. Frog... it's right in the smack dab in New Orleans down there. It's, it's going to be the Frog Princess ride, right? Yeah. Everybody yeah. calm down about that, okay? You're talking about a movie that's 50 years old that you've never seen that's racist AF, and they're changing it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. People freak I don't out. Think anyone's getting wound up about it. Oh no, read no, read no. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you. I'm not talking about you guys. I'm talking about get on Twitter. Get on Twitter. People are freaking out. Oh uh, well, you know what are you gonna do? People like to act like Walt didn't tear rides out a week after they. they I know. Yeah, people. I know. Like exactly. The Phantom boats lasted a month. And he's all out. It doesn't work. <laughs> you know. By the way, right. I told John this on a conversation. You know, when you go to Disneyland, it's famous. They point with two or four, right? Two or four. Two or four. And I always heard I always, I always, heard that that was because they didn't want to offend certain people. There's two or four. But the reason that two was because Walt used to point that way, and it was not because he would point that way. It was because he always had a cigarette in his hand, and they would airbrush the cigarettes out of all the photos. But Walt would point like that because he was a, he was a chain smoker. So he'd be what like, hey, rip give, that right out. All the, just give all the employees a cigarette <laughs> and they can point just like Walt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't it look cool? Can... Would you not want to ride a ride with like a kid, like some 19-year-old kid with a cigarette dangling out of his mouth like James Dean running like the right. Snow White ride? That'd be great. I would, right. I'd love that. How great would that be if every employee who works at Disneyland had to have a cigarette in their hand? Or a cigar. And also, and also the... <laughs> 
Also, the Walt mustache, the little, the little mullet. Oh, mustache. yeah, the little, the little thin mustache. If they did that, they'd have to pay their workers a livable wage. Hey! Well, yeah, but that's never going to happen. <laughs> that's never going to happen. No matter how many churros you buy, someone's still going to have to sleep in their car. Um, exactly. It's true. And die in their car. It's yeah. true. Hey, there we go. We're not going to get sued for this at all. At all. They should be, they should be so lucky as to work. I don't know. It on our, in the news. On our 10th anniversary. <laughs> it's a privilege. We're just commenting on the news. Uh, we're just commenting on the news. That's all we're doing. <laughs> it looks like Justine and Patrick have made their way into New Orleans Square. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Uh, yesterday was Fat Tuesday. It would have been a good day to be there. Yeah. Mm. Uh, as they say in uh, New Orleans Square, laissez les bon temps rouler, which of course means, uh, hey. Let the good times roll, baby. Yeah, yeah. Let the good times roll. Which means, uh, please keep your hands and arms inside the car at nope. all times. Nope. <laughs> Mario, mint juleps for everybody? Mint juleps for everybody. We're going to make them up. We're going to whip up a batch of mint juleps during the break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about The Last of Us because everybody Woo! watched it. Woo! Right? I'm ready. Yeah. I took notes for this. We have like three weeks to catch up on. Anita, are you watching it? Oh, I'm caught up. And and John doesn't hate spoilers. John doesn't not mind spoilers. So I don't care. Do what you gotta do. All right. We'll be right back after this break. Uh we'll be back. Thanks for thanks for Patrick, Jake, uh, or Patrick and Justine. Thank you for joining us live from Disneyland. We love you guys. So it looks like they're in uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, line. Right? Oh, Is there's a right? bell. There's a bell doll. No, no yeah. I guess they're in a toy store. There's a Spinderella doll. <laughs> I guess not. I guess they're in a toy store. Favorite favorite hey. DJ. Thank Famous. you guys for taking time out of your busy day um, for your weekly obligation. It's much appreciated. <laughs> that was loaded. <laughs> that, 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 that whole sentence was loaded. <laughs> Damn. I allowed Jake. Hey, does anybody still walk around the park dressed up like Brer Bear? No, but here's Jack. Mm. Where? Oh. Ask, Jack. Ask Jack if he Jack. wants to be on a podcast. Can, can you have Patrick with do the run with Jack Sparrow so I can see it, please? That'd be great. Thank you. Jack Sparrow? <laughs> it's Jack Skellington. Oh, it's right. Jack Skellington. I thought that was Jack Sparrow over there. No, it was Jack, Jack Sparrow. It was Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Same thing. All right, guys. Uh, we'll be right back after the break. No, not yet. We're going now. Hey, we're back. Thanks, John. Uh, I was back from the break. What a great break. I got a lot. I got some almonds. Got some almonds there. Probiotic almonds. I wonder how that's going to work out. Ooh. Yeah. What are they, dunk them in yogurt or something? Yep. They dunk them in yogurt, John. Oh, uh, they're pretty high in potassium. So if you got a little, you know, you got a little cramp. I've been waking up with the leg cramps. You're, you're absolutely right, uh, uh, Jake. I've been waking up with the leg cramps because uh, I'm not getting hydrated enough. I think hazelnuts have the highest. Well, those. nobody likes hazelnuts, for God's sake. No. At least not everybody even... likes these. Almonds. Almonds are like number two on highest on highest potassium content for nuts. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah, if you don't feel like a banana, get some almonds. Handful of almonds makes a great snack. By the way, last week, guys, can I ask you a question? 
Does anyone recall me giving a shout out to Senior the dog? Did no. I do that? You did not. Did I dream that I did that? Probably. Well, Senior the dog. Shout, mm. shout out to Senior the dog. He's a big fan. He listens to the show. Ah. Mm-hmm. That's a good band name. Everybody, everybody, say hi to Senior. Say good boy. You're good. Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? Senior the dog is a good band name. Good boy. <laughs> Oh no! He is a good boy. He is yeah. a good boy. Who's a yeah. good boy? Who's a good boy? Senior. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good name for Senior. Uh, yeah, he's a good dog. Uh, he's a big boy. He's a big boy. <laughs> he's like a. He's like a. He's like a. He's like a. a, 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 a he's a, some kind of. He looks like maybe like a boxer pit bull mix. He's a beautiful boy. Yeah, he listens to the show. Um, so shout out to Senior the dog. Um, let's just say dog bur- uh, buzzwords for a minute. Outside, outside, treat, treat. Yeah, there you go. Walk, walk, walkies. You want to go walkies? You want to go outside? You want to go outside? You want to go for a walk? You want to go for walkies? You want to go? Come on. Uh, he also likes. Yeah, you got to go potty. Go pee pee. Say it, Jake. All the all the dog trigger words. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> say you it, watch J- the TikToks where the dog owners like pretend like they're on the phone and they say all the words. It's just to see their dog's reaction back. They're <laughs> dog, hilarious. Dogs go nuts. They get all crazy. Yeah. They- yeah, I was at the store the other day and I and yeah, and I saw this big juicy bone. Like, yeah. Bone? <laughs> <laughs> what? They start to get worked up. Some of them start doing like the dance, a little dance. They get the happy feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, senior does a thing. I don't know if we can reveal this on the air, but Senior likes to um, present his backside. Not in a dirty way, but he just likes to be like scratching, like scratched on the backside, you know, like because he can't reach it, right? You know, like on his on his little hips and stuff. So he, um, his, little, his little hips. You know, he's a big dog, but he, he likes to present his butt too. For scratching, just Present, not the but. flank. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about like the top of the back, like a, around the above the tail. Yeah, you know same. What I'm yeah, yeah. So say so if you say, "Give me the butt," give me your butt. He'll do it. <laughs> so give me your butt. There you go. Sounds like he likes to Sounds yeah. Who doesn't? I mean, if you if, if you if you offered, of course. If Jake was like, "Hey, bro, let me let me get let me scratch you up back there," I'd be like, "Okay, scratch that butt for you, real yeah. quick." <laughs> Like you know when no. you know when somebody else scratches your back, it always feels feels better than when you do it, right? You get a back yeah. scratcher, it's like okay, this this will do. But somebody comes up and starts itching your back. Uh, oh my god, it's the best! It's the best. My grandma used to always have acrylic nails, and oh. when I was a kid, oh, I would fall asleep in like two minutes. She would just start scratching my back, and I'd be out like a light. Hook it up, Graham. Graham, hook it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what'd you Wendy. call your What'd you call your grandma? Grammy, grandma. I call my grandma. Yeah, grandma hook, and papa. Hook it up, grandma. Yeah. Uh, Anita, what's your name for your grandmother? Do you know your grandma? Are you are you have a relation? Do you like your grandma? <laughs> my mom's grandma. We called her Nani. Okay. And my dad's mother. We called her grandma. Uh, we have a cousin. Grandma Anita. Oh, you're named after your grandma Anita Applebaum. I'm named after both of my grandmothers. That's cool. One was named Anita. The other one was named Sims. That's cool. <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> interest, 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 but yeah, you know. 
<laughs> That's fantastic. Um, John, what did your John, your grandmother used to say, uh, Johnny at the rat hole. What was her name? Uh, we called her Graham. Graham? Okay. Uh, call her grandma. You call her your Graham, grandma, Grammy? Grandma, G Ma. Oh, G Ma. That's her. That's her gangster name. <laughs> I would just throw them at him and I'd be like, you're going to respond, right? Gma is her, uh, her rap name. Yeah. That's it. Gma. <laughs> Young Gma. Um, <laughs> Gran, Granny, Grandma, uh, Joe. What, wow. What about you, Justine? I had a granny and I have a Lola. Oh, Lola. Her name was Lola. She was a no, chola. I, I actually... Oh. La, 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 I don't know her la, name la, la. because I only call her Lola. Oh, wow. Patrick? He's What? I can't hear him. Sounds like he's underwater. Justine, would you like to translate? Yeah, didn't have a good one. Wow. Oh. Way to bring it up, Justine. Way to bring what, it up. One, what would you call I looked it? at you. I looked at you and I went... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, that's shame. oh well. It was a little fuzzy. It was hard to tell what you were doing. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Patrick's Patrick, giving me. Patrick seems like he would have been a gam gam kind of guy, you know. Yeah, probably gangy, gam gam. Gangy. That's mm-hmm. a new one. I haven't heard gangy. Uh, 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 I had two grandmas. We both called them grandma, and then your your uh, grandma Pancha was was mom's mom, and then grandma Molly was my dad's mom, and they were neighbors. And so when we were kids, we'd be at my grandma Pancha's. All my cousins would want to go over and see Grandma Molly, and I'd be like, hey, that's not your grandma. It's my grandma. Uh, Grandma Molly was a sweet lady, though. Had cookies for everybody. Cookies for everybody. Um, Sometimes orange slices. Sometimes an orange slice. Uh, Yeah, everybody loved to go visit my Grandma Molly. I'd be like, hey, that's not your grandma. That's my grandma. Uh, But you can come visit. Uh, all right, uh, we're going to talk about happy. First of all, happy tenth anniversary, guys! You guys can't believe we've all been together ten years already. It's been fantastic. We started this. We started this. Kalive, uh, just for for context, how old were you when this when this podcast started way back in two thousand thirteen? I was twelve. <laughs> that, that sure uh, puts things in perspective. Uh, uh, Justine, Holy how old were you when this podcast started? 2013. What? How old were you? You said 2013? Yeah. Oh. 36? Uh, 36. How old are you when you graduate high school? 18! No, no, no. I wasn't 18, so you have to add on. I lived my life through my, like... So it was 10 years ago. Pretty much just take away 10 years from... How old oh, you are now? Ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so then I was uh, twenty-three. How old am I? I right now. <laughs> that's that's convenient though. When someone asks how old you, I'm like, I don't remember anymore. I don't know. I, don't I'm just, I I'm, really don't. She has Peter Panitis. It's the Peter. It's a Pan syndrome. It's the Pan Panitis. <laughs> And Patrick is always Justine, you're doing it. You're playing with me when he's on the Nintendo Switch. It's fantastic. It's, it's awesome. Good stuff. Well, we watched The Last of Us, guys, and you want to talk about a just an uplifting show. 
about the uh, about <laughs> what? No, I was twenty six. Are they still arguing? Yes, I was twenty six. I was twenty six. Okay. That's weird because you're thirty two now. That's so weird. No, I'm not. <laughs> That's what you tell everybody. Twenty-two. John, how old were you when this no. podcast started? I was fifty. <laughs> That's like uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> uh, things are so much different then. Yeah, this podcast is my midlife crisis, so that's been fun. Hasn't cost me a dime. Um, guys, I have to sneeze. First of all, talk amongst Keep yourselves. In the red Porsche. <laughs> The podcast hasn't costed you a dime, but I have a monthly movie budget. Yeah, listen, I'm because <laughs> I buy every movie. Why do you do that? For better for better or for worse, I buy every. Why movie. do you do that? Because because mo- half the time it's like, well, do I rent it for five dollars or do I buy it for twelve? Did you? you know? uh, yeah, renting for it's for cheaper. Yes. Hold yeah, on. But what if I watch? If I want to watch it again, <laughs> I already paid for it. <laughs> well, oh my god. Again. Turns you out, rent it for like a few days, isn't it? Like two right. days or something. Turns out I'm allergic you know, to almonds. <clears throat> or, 24 hours once you start the movie to watch it, at least on Amazon. I would do the same thing. Too. Yeah, guys, I want to remind you, you, you. I have, I have done the same thing. I can show people Zardoz. Did you buy Zardoz? <laughs> oh my god, why? It was like a dollar more to buy it. Oh, so geez, like, but still, <laughs> still, still you pay him a buck to take it away. <laughs> I think it was like four dollars to rent and five dollars to buy. I'm just gonna buy it. He also bought Con Air. I bought Con Air. Oh, well, of course. Oh, this yeah, isn't a good sign if it's if it's like, yeah, if it's five dollars to rent and six dollars to buy. By the way, Con that is not Zardoz. <laughs> On air was a steal to buy. You can absolutely own that. Right. Movie. It was a bargain. That was a bargain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would be someone who does not own that movie. Mm-hmm. Wait till you see Face Off next week. Exactly. Face does. Oh boy. Off. F- face off, guys. Anyway, The Last of Us. Uh, it, it, it's it's all about the uh, <clears throat> it's all about the resilience of humanity. A really uplifting show about. Uh, uh, the resilience of human beings everywhere in the face of adversity and uh, always uh, come away with a, just a feeling of uh, just a great feeling of triumph and, and just a warm <laughs> fuzzy feeling. Don't you guys? Mm. No? Mm-hmm. All right. Who? Uh, Anita, you're all caught up? And you, Brent's playing the game. I saw him playing the game on his live stream. Uh, yeah, I watched him the other day. Yeah, did, did, so you were, were you familiar with the game at all before you started? Mm-mm. No, uh, Justine. All you, new to me. Justine, you played the game. I am all caught up on that game. Patrick actually played the game. I played the game. Jake, you did not play the game. I did not. Um, didn't have a PS5, PS4, PS5, but it's coming on Steam in March sometime. So there's that. Kelly, did you uh, play this uh, video game? No, I watched people play. So you were familiar with the story, the basics of the story. Yeah. All right, go. All right, Anita, you're all caught up. What did you think? Uh, what did you, what did you think of this last episode? This this uh, all of a sudden there was a episode there, six. There was a semblance of humanity. Uh, some some semblance of civilization has been uh, has been uh, retained, uh, right? Um, I I mean comparatively, I 
I love all of the characters except for the little girl, Ellie. Is that her name? Why? You don't like Ellie? Oh, no, she annoys me. Uh, I mean, she's supposed to. I'm like, my mom would beat her. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Every day. Just while she's like a kid who doesn't know anything. Right. (laughs) But her cussing makes sense, and I love it. (laughs) She was was raised by the government, basically. Remember, she was raised by basically the the government that's in place. So um, imagine a government-indoctrinated education. You're not going to be the most likable person. The fact that she's retained that much of her personality, I think, is uh, says something in, about the in resilience. a post-apocalyptic scenario. No right. Less. This is just how I know I'm the only one that was raised by a black mother. Let me tell you something. My mother hit me with a Hot Wheel track I got for my birthday as a birthday present. <laughs> so I'm, you know, I know what birthday? you're. I know what you're saying. No, it was not on my birthday. It was not on my birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it would have been uh, the hat trick. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been. Yeah. Uh, no. You know, emotional damage is there. I understand, Anita. But I, I, it, but I love their relationship, though. Oh, okay. I will say that. Like, their go. relationship is just precious to me. And I feel like now I'm devastated because I don't know what's going to happen and it's not protected at all costs. You just watch the watch the cutscenes, baby. Watch the cutscenes. Well, I have to watch the rest of them. I only saw up to like I think it was like episode three of the game. Well, I'll tell you what, the game is not afraid to break your heart. Uh so just be ready for that. Okay, you know. thank you. Um <laughs> Naughty Dog will just rip your heart out. Right. Man. They did it with Crash Bandicoot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, no. So so far, you're enjoying the show. You love it. You like the, you know, what have been the highlights for you? Yeah, but you know, I was like a little in the beginning. I was a little bit bored. I had a hard time getting invested around up until like episode three. I was a little bored, but every time that they bring up any of the infected, they do such a good job at it that I'm like reeled back in because when they came out of the ground in that episode, <laughs> I. Oh, I was I was fearful in my bed watching the show. Right. Like I was genuinely terrified. So it's like, okay, there hasn't been like a lot of action, but the action, the quality of the action that they give right. is really good. Quality, not quantity. Especially yeah. when Ellie's running through the crowds, zombies running around everywhere, killing everyone, and Joel's sitting up there in the in the bell tower just making sure she has a safe path to get out of there. Woo. Just like and you can feel the fear, like in like from him looking down on her, it was it was really good. The sheer panic in his eyes with yes. misses. Oh man, um, that was so good. That was last episode. Mm. Let me ask you guys this question: How did you feel? Because it's not in the game. Um, how did you guys feel about the fact that Joel is having like these panic attacks where he's you know he's like struck by the fear? Um, did you feel, do you feel like that added to the character? Do you feel that takes away from him? Uh, what did you guys think? I think it adds more depth to his character for sure. You know, he is getting he is older. You know, he, he's an older man. In this yeah, because he's supposed to be fifty seven. I think I think he's supposed yeah. to be fifty seven. So <laughs> I can tell you right now, there's plenty of shots in the show where my knees would have just been like, well. We're done. <laughs> We're done. Good luck. 
we're done. This is not we're not, uh-uh. I wouldn't be able to do uh, yeah. half the stuff that especially, Joel does. Especially as he starts to get closer and closer with Ellie, he's probably starting to correlate that relationship with the relationship that he had with his daughter. Mm-hmm. So then that brings up all of those feelings and emotions that he probably never, never addressed uh, just out of pure survival. So right. it makes sense. Yeah. And you kind of know, you realize that early on in the game, it's like, oh, he lost his daughter. Oh, now he's going to protect this girl. You kind of know, you already know where it's going, but mm-hmm. it's the journey. That's the, it's the journey. That's the best part, you know? Yeah. Um, same point. Like we could have already known where it was going in the show too, but I do really appreciate that they like took the time to a build that in. And then there's the great conversation he has with Tommy. Right. Where right. He's like, I can't do this anymore. You have to do this for me. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, <laughs> he's like, I'm terrified. I'm t- every single day. I wake up. I'm terrified. He's a man who suffered. Be I, able to, he's he's he, a man who suffered tremendous loss. And you know that he will not be able to survive it. If it happens again. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and that's where that fear comes from. It's a, it's a, it's a fear that's rooted in a very real situation for him. And so you understand. He he still gave Ellie the choice, and without even without a second of hesitation, she's like, "We're going. Let's go." Right, right, right. And his brother showed up for him. I was kind of shocked at that. Yeah, I thought he was going to back out. I, I I did not think he was going to leave his his pregnant right girlfriend or whatever they are. But yeah, I love that he showed up for him. It was sweet. Right. It's a game about family. It's a movie about family. I know. Like it was kind of like the game where she goes and she yells at Joel. Right. That's right. Uh, Justine, how did you feel about this week? Because it is different from the show. I'm sorry, different from the game. It's happening really fast. It's moving a lot faster than the game, obviously, because they're not doing that much screening. Right. Like, they barely, you're not really seeing them going through the city and dealing with all the the fun guys. Right. But, um, yeah. Is Patrick all caught up? I don't think he's watching it. Oh no. That's a shame. It's great. Fantastic. Now did you guys see the next episode preview? No. Oh. Well, I don't remember how the story how the timeline goes oh, yeah. in terms of the game. Um, but the next preview shows um, it looked like it was Ellie when she was back in the QZ. Oh, maybe growing up. maybe we're going through some flashbacks. Yeah, and was, that wasn't that didn't they didn't show that in the game until uh, Last of Us Part Two, I don't think, right? Yeah, they mix in some elements of both. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they're mixing it. What'd you say, Justine? They're moving really fast with the show compared to the game. <clears throat> well, the game's padded with, you know, a bunch of you running through the city looking for supplies and doing, yeah, so. Right. They kind of have to, they kind of have, have to hit those key I just feel like points. when they're like, oh, we're going to go here, they're there. Like, we're not seeing any, like, traveling at all. Mm. Right. Which I like well, unless, because there's a lot of that. something really important that happens. Like, why would they? A lot of that can get uh, can get repetitive because you know why. Also, you don't want it to be derivative because you've seen so much of that in shows like The Walking Dead, right? Mm. The day to day survival mm-hmm. elements, and this is really more like you guys have hit the nail on the head. This is really more about the relationship between Joel and Ellie, and also, as the title implies, 
the pockets of humanity that remain and how they are surviving and dealing with what, you know, we've seen, you know, the, you, you know, we saw the people yeah. already that have overthrown the government. They were able to overthrow the government and it ended up being just as bad. And now we've seen people who are kind of holding on to, you know, you know, a civilization that's gone now, you know, they've been able to kind of carve out this really beautiful existence. And even uh, to some extent, the couple, which I love that scene at the beginning of the last episode, the couple that was just living on, on their own in the cabin and, mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, relying on each other. I, their relationship was so great. I was like, I just want to see a show about these two people surviving <laughs> in this, you know, um, you know, and, um, but yeah, the, you know, it's all about the, it's, that's really what it's become. So I feel like the, the elements of, of, you know, day-to-day -day survival aren't as important in this. You, you know, they know how to survive and you don't really need to be, you know, you don't really need to be watching it week, week to week, you know? Yeah. I was telling Brent, I like that the, that I get some sort of closure at the end of each episode rather than Walking Dead. It was just like these long drawn out seasons that felt really. Right repetitive i like that at the end of the episode i get some sort of closure even though i know they're still on the journey it's right. very episodic and the show does feel like story. they're working towards an end game you know even if it, mm -hmm. even if it i think it's got renewed for a second season or it's about to but you feel like it's this is not going to be something that's on for 10 years it's going to be maybe two seasons maybe three at the most and then they're going to be done you know because you can't keep beating a dead which horse. is good because i i hate shows that you know they're trying to literally squeeze out every last penny just just for profit instead of like all right this is the natural conclusion so i think we need to leave it here i that's what i loved about the good place and not a lot of people watched it um i loved it and um and uh it four seasons which is a weird number um but yeah they told their story and they were done we can do it in four we can do it in this many episodes that's how many episodes we're going to do and no more no less and they did it and boom and it was done and it was great it was really, really well done. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. I I really I really do enjoy this show, and I like uh, Pedro Pascal as an actor uh, is as really showing some um, like you like uh, pointed out the uh, the scene with his um, with his brother. That was a really great scene, very emotional scene. And then mm -hmm. um, also, uh, so just uh, I'm sorry, Anita. You don't like the girl, but you like their relationship. She's just a little too... Is she too sassy she's for you? Too, she's a little too mouthy for me. Right. But I do love their relationship. Children should yes. be seen and not heard. Smack them. And I like... Give them a smack. Getting to a point when they were at the little campground <laughs> talking about their dreams and what they would do, I was like, okay, like I'm ready for him to lighten up. Like, he's... Like, you're together. Let's just be in acceptance at this point. And then right, right when I got there with their relationship they turned it around and he was like okay we're in this together and i was like perfect right right let's do it yeah because he has to let his guard down and then when he does that's when he starts getting the anxiety as soon as he lets his guard down mm -hmm. that's when the anxiety comes because he knows he's vulnerable now he's vulnerable he's yeah. opened him he's opened himself up to that loss. right before when he was just looking at her as cargo if she died the worst that was going to happen was well i lost the cargo right i blew the job that's it now this is a relationship. This is a person that he can lose. This is a surrogate daughter now, a friend, you know, it's a, a companion, a traveling companion. Um, yeah, 
Anybody, I can tell you, anybody that has ever had to drop their kids off at kindergarten the first day will tell you about that great, that sense of loss. I'm telling you, it's there. Pay uh, to Justine. Justine, I was going to point it to Justine. Justine, how can we help you? Um, in the show, is his wife, the brother's wife, is she in charge of everyone? Because she is in the game. Well, she was, she was part of the council. They mentioned that they were part of a council. They had like, basically, oh, okay. it was communism. They were, so they were living under a bunch of commies living was, out in Wyoming. Because they showed you how she was like a badass and in charge and yelling. She's full of fire, like a. I that, think you got the badass vibe from her. I did. I got. The, yeah, she didn't put up with. Uh, she didn't put up with the the mouthy girl very much. She she kind of, <laughs> she kind of put her in check. Mm-hmm. Also, she Absolutely. cut her hair, which is nice. That was nice. Just the ends. Just the ends, though. Just the ends. Keep it healthy. Oh, a cat has joined us. Mila. <laughs> I'm ready to sneeze right now. Why? Because of the cat? <laughs> do you have a cat allergy? I'm allergic to cats. <laughs> oh, my God. How do you feel about the musical? <laughs> oh. Would you would you like to hear everyone else's opinion? Would you like to hear a little something of cats? Yeah. For the tenth. Oh, here we go. Midnight and the kitties are sleeping. That's always the old David Letterman gag that will never get old. (laughs) How did everybody at Disneyland like that, uh, Justine? They hear that? They they liked it. Yeah. Midnight. Kalei, you are a, uh, a, a musical theater uh, a, 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 a aficionado. What where, where would you rate that performance there? Keeping in mind, right keeping in mind, I'm the host, and it is our 10th anniversary episode. And he's very sensitive, and I'm okay. also very sensitive. <laughs> Absolutely, keeping that in mind, seeing as I don't really enjoy Cats the musical that much, the movie is a whole other beast. Um, you know, I'll say this. Instead of rating it, I'll say that I would cast you. Dang, whoa! <laughs> Miss, which which cat? The, uh, Mr. Mistopheles? I don't even know the characters in this show. I give it a two. Ensemble? I give do, it a two. I think he could do a rum tum tugger. Oh, hey. Know? How you doing? <laughs> that sounds dirty. That sounds dirty. That is the dirtiest character. No, I could tell you were really giving your heart to the performance. Right, right. I feel like I could trust you with the care with a character. As we say, as we say, as as we say in the in the hip hop world, no half stepping, no half stepping. Am I right? No. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So I think Last of Us is about to. I think we're like we're we're just at about the halfway point. I think there's maybe. We're almost two thirds of the way through the show, um, right? Yeah. So I mean, they're doing ten episodes. I'm assuming. I think ten episodes. Ten. Yeah, it's ten. They're going for ten. Most, yeah, most Netflix shows shoot for ten. Right. Uh, Anita, what would you like to see in the finale? Um, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I'm really like. Probably since I haven't seen a majority of the game, I'm probably just going in and taking everything for what it is, which I I think I'm enjoying more. Like, I don't want to get ahead of actually where I am in the game. I want to stay blind. So I'm just taking whatever they give me. Well, we know what's going to happen. We know what's going to happen. I kind of wish I I watched it like Anita where I didn't know the game. 
I tried to tell you. I think I wouldn't. I think I wouldn't judge it as hard. Yeah, I think people have. But but I, the game's beautiful. I, the game is great, but I think people who are really devoted to the game are having a harder time than people who aren't just enjoying it as a piece of entertainment because people want it to be exactly like the game, but you can't. You can't do that because there are things in a in a game that don't lend themselves necessarily to being to a television show, and especially one that's kind of more rooted in kind of a very re, a very realistic portrayal so far of what would happen if this kind of thing, you know. Yeah, you can't have you can't have scene after scene of them fighting uh, a group of clickers. <laughs> right. It doesn't you happen know, every a, week in a gymnasium, or you know. Uh, keep going. I'm gonna. Yeah. Keep going. I'm gonna. I'm gonna meet myself here. Keep, well, then keep talking amongst the yourselves. Would go through the roof if they kept if they would do that every scene. They would get just a little too repetitive. Well, and their whole thing, like from the creative team, is like this isn't like a zombie show. Mm-hmm. Like they're not even allowed to say the word zombie on set. And so I feel like they're really focusing just not on showing all the the fun Hollywood special effects thank you speaking of about it is about joel and ellie right you know at the at the end of the day so it's the the uh infected are more yeah there it's a set piece i think even more so than the walking dead ultimately yeah it's a a human story ultimately right yeah there was there were elements of that in the walking dead but after a while the walking dead just kind of like the soap opera where you had to keep Mm -hmm. going and dragging it out and it's the governor and there's this and there's that uh are you guys in line for a ride justine is that what you guys are in line for a ride oh they're in line for big thunder mountain Mm -hmm. uh let's see if they keep the camera on it'll be interesting to see if they keep everything (laughs) on they are at the front gate i don't know if you want to give us the sound uh uh, Justine, go ahead and turn your mic on for the duration of the uh, the ride. Uh, hold on to them hats and glasses, because this here is the wildest ride in the wilderness. Woo-hoo. Mm-hmm. Walter Brennan out here to say you put your hands and feet inside the car at all times. That didn't sound like Walter Brennan. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty close, you know. It sounded like Irene Ryan. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Justine, uh, let's see. Where where are you in the car? Did you go for the middle? Where where? Are, let's see. They're getting they're getting on right yeah, now. Yeah, she placed us on the middle. They're getting on. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a picture of them. <laughs> this is the this is the only podcast where somebody is on a on a roller coaster. So uh, we're gonna cut over to uh, we're gonna take it away, give it to uh, Justine and Patrick, and they're gonna give us uh, they're gonna walk us through what's happening on the ride. So uh, we interrupt our discussion of The Last of Us to bring you this live stream of uh, Big Thunder Mountain. There they are. Look at him. Patrick looks slight. Patrick looks slightly crammed in. He looks slightly uncomfortable. <clears throat> this is how far we are from the park. Oh, okay. You're about you're about Matt, you're about halfway through the train, so you're not really going to get a lot of the. You want to sit in the very back on Big Thunder Mountain. Not a very fast coaster yeah. if you're in the front. Very slow. Very slow. They're, no, they're off. They're off. Bump. Okay, here we go. This is exciting. <laughs> Walk wow. us through what's going on. Walk us through what's going on, Justine. Happy 10th anniversary, guys. Yeah, happy. 
Disneyland. We're all at Disneyland. Oh, they're going. They're, they're going up the. Happy 10th anniversary. I hope you're enjoying your. your yeah, I hope you're enjoying Big Thunder Mountain. They're in the. They're in the cave. I see the stalagmites. Are I those stalactites? Does great. anyone know? That's a great part. Love this. See what so so oh, there's a waterfall. Here comes the hill. Here comes the first turn. They will be turning to the right. Yes, you can see the train. Oh, very uh, slow. Yes. No, no, there. That's not a good seat. Put your hands up, everybody. Okay, they're you know, down. A little, a little tip. A little they're tip banking the left. Patrick is now being Disneyland. crushed. And then oh, there's the dip for stippity do. There we go. Back to the right. Oh, All right. Now Justine's turn to get crushed a little bit. Now we're going to drop again. And then we're into a tunnel. Oh, yep. And then we're going to go up the hill to the billy goats and the turtles. Mm -hmm. Yep. I know this ride like the back of me hand. Like the back of me hand. Mm. There, how is it so far? What do you guys give that? Uh, what do you give the Thunder Mountain so far? Give that turn. Yeah. They give it give give it a five. She give it a five. Give it a five. All right. Yeah, All right. Five. Mm -hmm. She's giving it a five. Better. Not as good as Casablanca. Oh, there's the. There we go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, that, that first turn on Thunder Mountain, not as good as Casablanca. And they're and they're coming out of this turn. They at the top. They're they're cresting the top. I just saw the top of uh of, of the oh, Star Wars land there. Right. Oh, there's the Billy Goats eating the uh eating the dynamite, and they're down. They're turning right, turning right, turning right, and up. Uh, whoop de doo, turning right again, turning right again. Oh, and there's the Yeti. Oh boy, <laughs> we're turning right, turning right, we're turning, we're turning, we're turning, we're turning, turning right again, and then we're gonna dip down we're gonna bust a left down at the bottom of this hill and we're gonna go into the mine cavern here we go we're going up the hill look at that all those red lanterns it's like we're in amsterdam folks hey how you doing oh now they're blasting they're blasting oh well, we're following the uh let's the opening of mission impossible we're watching the dynamite here comes the big hill. Put your hands up. Put your hands up. And we're going to, it's so slow, this ride. And we're going to go off to the oh. right. Beautiful. Look at that. We're off here to the right. The Scream really loud here because this is where the crowd walks by and they can see you. They see you on the, oh. We're going to oh, come out. We're recording a podcast right now. Yeah. We're recording a podcast. <laughs> hey, as, as you guys, as you guys pull. recording a podcast on the train? Yeah. As you guys get off the train, could you just tell everybody to listen to Superiority Complex as they get off the train? Now they're by yeah. the little town. <laughs> Yeah, they can hear the wow. piano music playing right right now. Going, yeah. and they're done. That's it. How was it, Justine and Patrick? How was it? Yeah, how was it? Did you have a good time? She gives it a five. She gives it a five. Five. Very nice. Patrick, what do you give it, honey? I can't see. You got to put it. What do you give? Patrick it? gives it a, a thumbs, thumbs up. up. He gave um, it a ten. Oh, he gave it a ten. We couldn't hear you guys at all. Patrick did um, something to the mic where it doesn't pick up outside. So. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that. Mm -hmm. No ambience. Otherwise, it would have just been wind blowing. Right. right yeah. Just wind blowing. <laughs> uh, John, what is your favorite coaster at Disneyland? Go. It's probably still the Matterhorn. Uh, yeah. Anita? Pirates of the Caribbean. That's not a coaster. Yeah. Not a coaster. It's not, it is. No. Mm -mm. It has a track under the boat. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, they're on a track. <laughs> uh, Anita, you have to say no. I changed my mind. My favorite is uh, "It's a Small World." Yeah, <laughs> the boat. The boat's being pulled by the track, right? No, the boat. I think it's, only when it lands it, on. Only when it gets on the mats, the boat they float. The tracks are on. The, they're bumpers that keep them in line. Oh, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did, did somebody say they were going to take the boats out of It's a Small World and make it a walkthrough? Yeah. That is happening, my friend, because people are yeah, too that's fat. Isn't that, isn't, that's really odd, isn't People it? are too fat. Right. That's really what it is, isn't it? They, yes. The boats can't handle the weight anymore, right? People are too fat. Yeah. Boy, eat, eat a salad. Said back in, <laughs> in 62, if they'd said, you know, in about 50 years, there's going to be no way because everyone's going to be a lard ass. Well, know? it's because you're selling churros at the park. They're, I mean, they, right. they created this problem. I guess they need to stick to popcorn. You got, you got girls like Kalai eating, you know, eating eight churros at a time. I see. Just distributing churros the like she's some kind of magic fairy. Don't judge her. <laughs> I'm not at all. You know what? No, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have nine churros to go now. First of all, listen, listen. This is this churro that day. This I will say this, and you guys better get used to it. I don't care who gets offended. This podcast will always be the last bastion of the patriarchy. Okay, I don't care who comes in here trying to break it down. Okay, this is gonna be the last bastion of this is like the Jackson Hole, Wyoming of the patriarchy. Patriarchy, okay, we've got we've got we've got gas laid on, we've got water, we've got electricity, okay, and we can. And you can ki- tell by how often Mario refers to himself as Big Daddy. Yes, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, mm. of course. I, you know, like what he- I am kidding. <laughs> You'll notice that he comes in with a corn cob pipe and goes Mendacity. Kalei, you were going to say something. I just thought it was funny that the you, you getting called out about the judgy comment for the churros turned into this being a safe place for the patriots. Right, exactly. Did you see? Did you see how that worked? Definitely floored it. Did you see how that worked? This is a comedy show, you know. Right, right. Did you see how that worked though? One girl, one girl stuck up for someone else, and then the guy was me. It was like. Enough of that shit. Like that's exactly. <laughs> Mario's like if there's a can if there's a lottery here, not he said that patriarchy is alive and God, I hope you I got I really hope you know I'm kidding when I say things like that. God, I hope you know I'm kidding. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not though, but I am. Except when except when he's not. Except when I'm not. No. Except when he's serious. I'm yeah. serious. There's no uh, listen, I'm I'm a victim of the patriarchy too. And that's why they call him Big Daddy. Listen, uh, when you're a Latino male, there's no such thing as the patriarchy. Women run the show. I just want you to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, what would your dad have said about that? Uh, it's true. It's true. You know, like would yeah. you have agreed with that? Or oh, you know what it is. I'll tell you, honest, household. honest to God, honest to God. In every every, my grandparents were a beautiful example of a partnership. You know, my grandpa was in the work. He worked in the fields, but my grandma ran the business at home. And it was like mm. when grandma was there, there was no questioning. Grandma was in charge. Grandma was in charge of all the grandkids. She ran it efficiently. So yeah, there's no uh there is no patriarchy. It was it was kind of a it was kind of like I don't know. It's hard to describe. It was a matriarchy. Matriarchy. It was a matriarchy. Yeah. Oh, but we dote on the sons in the Latino culture. The sons can do mm. no wrong. Mm. That's really where it, that is true. That, <laughs> <laughs> that's where it kind of yeah. comes undone. That's where the seeds of the that's <laughs> seeds for the next generation. The show. Right. Oh. When they get married. Oh mijo. <laughs> oh mijo. Let me uh, iron your underwear. You know that whole thing. Um. Mm. So back to the Last of Us. Uh, who is your favorite character in the whole in the whole deal? Uh, let's start with you, Anita. Who do you mm-hmm. like the best? I mean, I think I have to go with Joel. Joel? Yeah. 
Kalei. Um, I like Ellie. My favorite character that I've seen so far has been um, Bill. Bill. Whoa. I really love Bill. Right, Bill was the one that was in the hole, right? No, Frank was in the no, hole. Frank Bill was. was hole. No, Frank, Frank was in the hole. Been my favorite. <clears throat> okay, you like Frank? Frank. Was a shining beacon of hope in this. He was a shining beacon world. of hope, and I would almost argue that, like, he, like, lived in this, like, he lived in a different reality than everything else. He was like, no, I'm still gonna have my beautiful house, and I'm still right. gonna have my beautiful town. Yeah, right. and, and I want my clothes store, my my clothes boutique, yeah. and I want my this. Yeah, and it's not as it was i really respected that like he he made it happen for himself well you know what it was it wasn't it was i don't even think there was so much that it was illogical it was just that um it was improbable yes but yes improbable but he found the situation where he could make his reality come true which is kind of like which is a kind of a great metaphor for everybody right like it doesn't matter how it doesn't matter how crappy your circumstances are you can always do things to make your circumstances better Right, or Why at least you make it right. So let's make I feel it like rock. Yeah. Every episode has had a character like that because Henry was like that too. He was just so he was so cute and like hopeful. Right, he was adorable. Man, that that last scene. Oh my god, that just yeah. wrecked me. That wrecked me. The first scene in the following episode. Oh yeah. And, and they cut a little bit later, so you saw him hold the gun up. I'm like, oh Jesus. Was there a trigger warning on that? No, no, absolutely not. No. no trigger warning. Noted. Well, I mean, well, you know what? I think this is the kind of show where just people just assume they're going to get uh, horrible stuff that's going to happen. I think, yeah, you know, I think they're, they, they just kind of forego that going. Like, you kind of know what you're getting into. You know, I think it's one of those situations where. Absolutely. But also, no, that is very, I mean, that. The the way that the, they handle that whole thing. And I, and I read because the character in the, in the character in the game is not deaf and the reason they changed it was because they it was a relationship that mirrored joel's and ellie's and they didn't want to take away from joel and they thought Mm -hmm. how can we how can we we reframe this this relationship so that it doesn't mirror them exactly and i think that that was a stroke of genius uh making i don't think it i don't think i mean i don't think it would have taken away from joel well, they didn't want to write the same. They didn't want to write the same kind of relationship twice. Right. They yeah. yeah. They wanted to. They wanted to take some creative liberties just to change it up. Right. And I thought that. I thought that made. I thought that made for a better. Because I think the idea that you have to focus on them when they're talking, and that there's there's a lot of emotion between the brothers, obviously, and I think, and it also gives you these these really quiet moments where you're really focusing on their their facial expressions and you know the emotions that are, you know, coming across. Um, so I think that made everything just more impactful when it all came down. And it gave, I think it gave Henry a lot more um, hope or like a little more innocence, I right. guess, in a way. Oh, man. And then when he, he just, when to, he kind of had to, you know, care for this person who doesn't know what's going, I mean, knows what's going on to an extent, but like can't hear what's going on. So he almost has to, he has an opportunity to, sort of uh play it down a little bit or to kind of sugarcoat it and then i i like the whole thing with with his arc because you've turned you find out that he turned the guy in but the guy wanted to be turned in because it was the only way he could be taken care of because they didn't have the medicine to take care of him and -hmm. his sister didn't know that and his sister just wanted revenge and his sister kind of became this really horrible person who was he had become she became what she hated right 
Now she's the one throwing people in jail cells and executing them without a trial and, and because they're not, you know, because they were traitors or what have you. Um, and then she got eaten by a, by, a, uh, by a little gymnast. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Guys, I don't know if I can finish the show. You have to. You have to, Mario. I don't know. I'm not strong. Do for, I, I know do what for I, the fans, Mario. I know what I have to do. I just don't know if I'm strong enough to do it, to quote the great uh, Kylo Ren. Did you hear Going that, Justine? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> going back to what now? I was going to say going back to Sam, but the Kylo Ren comment got me. <laughs> um, going back to Sam, though, I also really liked, you know, I think that there's a lot to be said within, like, for the deaf community where it's like they're constantly, like, in in our society, there's this constant, like, you should be getting the cochlear implant. You should want to hear. You all, you do have a disability, and that's, like, the me- medical narrative. I really enjoyed seeing this post-apocalyptic deaf character. Right, where he wasn't being, he wasn't being imposed on, uh, you need to change yourself to make it more convenient for everybody else, right, basically. Well, and I feel like it recontextualizes the comment about, um, or the conversation about deaf and disabilities. Uh, you know, you have to really understand that you are bringing a level of, of, uh, a level of interest, not introspect. You're, you're bringing a level of observation to the podcast that we are just not, uh, we're not familiar with and, and also not intellectually, uh, capable of, of dealing with. I want you to know that. So you are going to be shutting down the conversation from time to time because the rest of us are just too dumb to really kind of, uh, (laughs) I was trying to to say is that generally it's like, hey, that blew up real good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're really like, (laughs) hey, I like them zombies (laughs) and all them raiders. I like that big one. That big one when you pull that guy head off. Kalei, if, 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 if we're silent or we don't have a lot to say after you've said something, it's not because we don't we don't value your opinion. It's because we're just too dumb to grapple with it. We're intellectually we're grappling with it, you know, you know, and so well. I'm bringing it to the table because I think you're intellectually capable. Oh my God! First of all, don't don't compliment me. How dare you? How dare you compliment me after my my joke about the patriarchy? Don't don't do this. Don't be the better person. How dare you? On my tenth, you're gonna show me up on my tenth anniversary by being a good person. I won't allow this. That was that was equally uh, a compliment and a backhanded compliment. Exactly. This ag- this ag- this aggression will not stand. Based on how you took it, listen, it was both. Listen, I want you to be like Justine. You show up. You you mute yourself. You you, you know, and you just <laughs> she, she turned herself off. <laughs> she just she just turned her screen off. She Justine, like, we're just game. kidding. Uh, no, that is a that is an excellent observation. Uh, Trying to figure out where they're at. Is that the carnation I don't ice cream parlor? <laughs> John's like, it, what snack? Does it make you think? Did they just did they did they just want it want uh, Sam to be deaf just for the sake of kind of checking the box, being that they added someone of a deaf community, but you no. were adding more representation, which is a critique they got for episode. Which episode was it? That was Billy Three with Billy Three. Frank. Yeah, that was a critique where it was a lot of people were like. Where was the intent? Was this to check the box, or was this for the sake? Of That's in the game. That's in the game. Uh, they imply that that Bill and Frank were gay because they find them. It's a, they do find them. They find the magazine in the truck. Mm-hmm. They kept that scene. Hey, in. I guessed it. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, that's right, huh? <laughs> the dude, yeah, the, the men's magazine. That's hey, John, right. you did guess it. It's go- they went for ice cream. 
I guessed it from the fr- from the uh, from the ceiling. I said, "Hey, are they in the carnation ice cream parlor?" I guessed it from the ceiling. That's crazy. John. How does that make you feel? Yeah, are you went to Gibson Girl. There you go. What flavor did you get? Okay, strawberry. Eat your Coney Island. Out of all the ice cream flavors in the world, you picked strawberry. What's wrong raisin. They don't. I mean, they only have simple flavors. Uh, They're like, what do you want? They had chocolate, strawberry, and vanilla. Anita, <laughs> favorite ice cream flavor? Go. Cookies and cream. Really? Right on. I love all right ice cream. On. Are you all That's trying to disappoint one. me on our tenth anniversary? Is that what you're all trying to do? <sighs> Jake, favorite ice cream flavor? Uh, ooh. Uh, you know what? That Trader Joe's Ube ice cream is pretty high up there. If, but, but if you were at Disneyland, what would your favorite flavor be? <laughs> it would be uh, pecan praline. Oh my yeah. god! What do you? What do you, my? What do you, my nani? I feel like you're about to say vanilla Mario, and I'm gonna be so mad. Yeah, vanilla is my favorite. <laughs> vanilla is my favorite. Oh my god, I love vanilla. Mario's gonna say my favorite flavor is the patriarchy. Yeah, that's my favorite. Uh, Kalei, what is your favorite ice cream flavor? Pistachio. I can get behind yes. pistachio. I can get behind Which, for the record, just to make a quick loop to the back, the beginning of the episode, pistachios are the nut with the highest potassium percentage. Wow. Look at that. Wait. Yeah. Look at the. Let me, let me just tell you. I didn't say it was the almonds were the highest. You said hazelnuts. You said hazelnuts. are on the same level as like four other nuts. Like they're all on the same level. I'm sorry, Mario. You were saying. No, that's fine. I, I love that you, that you, that you shamed Jake. You waited like a snake, like an anaconda and then you you struck I, I love it you love it that's her new nickname the snake i love that that's what people call taylor swift yeah oh no 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 we gotta get from <laughs> oh no 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 no. we don't talk about her other show and justine also got the waffle cone which is the way to go uh john observe john john is like very observant on the ice cream patrick what did you get at the gibson girl yeah why not, man? How is that, how is that possible? You, how, do you, how is that possible to walk into an ice cream store and not get ice cream? I don't, I don't want ice cream. I can't hear Did you. You say you didn't like ice cream. Are you leaving? Are you leaving the park? I just saw the memorial. I just saw the dedication. Oh, you guys you are spent le- all that money on parking to go for two hours and not ride any rides. They, they went on a ride. <laughs> they took us on the ride with them. <laughs> John, don't defend these kids, damn it. What have I told you? Hey, look, it's a whole nother park just across the way. Oh, you guys are going to Why DCA. Check that out. Well, didn't see, alcohol. What they didn't go on was great moments with Martin Van Buren. Right. It's all about making that DCA. Shout out to shout out to Easy E. R.I.P. Rest in power, Easy E. Uh, we were talking about the. Uh, we're still talking about the Last of Us. Uh, we're at, we're talking about favorite characters. Jake, favorite character. Jake is gone. Uh, Justine, favorite character, honey. Look at that. Uh, I'll have you know, I like mint chocolate chip ice cream. Thank you for asking. Mint chip, uh, mint chip, not bad. Mint chip. Hey, 
Hey Patrick, that is that is currently my favorite flavor. That's all I'm. It's all a I'm great flavor. Right yeah, it's underrated, and the people yeah. who say that they don't want mint in their food, they're just dumb. First and of now, all, luckily, it's like you can find it even at the grocery store. You can get a pint of mint chocolate chip. Yeah. Uh, here's a fun story. My cousin one time, my aunt Eleanor, we went for Thrifty's ice cream. My cousin wanted mint chip. My grandma, not my cousin, my aunt Eleanor, uh, brought right, home. Are we talking about? Thrifty ice cream. Thrifty ice cream. When that's it was at, that's a whole other level. When it was actually thrifty. <laughs> my my cousin wanted, I believe she wanted pistachio. The and, chocolate malted crunch. Come on. And yeah. my and my and aunt, that's the only place you can get it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the old, that's the only place you can get mothball crunch is at uh, is at thrifty. Yeah. Isn't that right? Yep. I think that's the only place you can actually get that flavor. Yeah. Good old right, Abe. My cousin wanted <laughs> mint chip. Yeah. No, my cousin wanted pistachio. Other one. And and what did they say? Anyway, my aunt brought home the other green ice cream, whichever one it was, whichever uh, one she wanted. There were only two green ice creams, right? Pistachio, mint chip. And probably some mint, yeah. Yeah. So my, my aunt brought home the wrong one, and my cousin threw it. Uh, she got mad mm. and threw it on the floor in the living room. How old were they? How old was she? My aunt Eleanor, uh, nicest aunt that we had, and she she was so mad. She was so Did nice. She I, I, eat it off the floor. Well, she was. She she told she she, was, she went to go grab her to grab it to to take her to bring her back to clean it, and uh, and then uh, their dog Oso, which means bear, ate it off the carpet. And my cousin, <laughs> my cousin and I thought that was the funniest thing we'd ever seen. My other cousin. But was she was she little or was she? Like yeah, she was like a little kid. She was a little kid. It was oh, okay. Did they beat the hell out of her? Oh no 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 no. My aunt my aunt Eleanor my aunt Eleanor sweetheart sweetheart of a woman. Okay. I mean she was gonna make yeah. her clean it up. She didn't get she did not escape unscathed, but uh, yeah. she got in trouble. But she, yeah. I remember she that was her thing. She threw she threw the she well you know what it is. She went to like she's like I don't want this and she shook it and I think it fell onto the ground. And my uh, and then, then, but the dog was there in a second. Ate the whole thing. Anita, Anita, apple bomb has gone. Uh, she's gone. Oh, there she is. She's, she's uh, okay. Uh, Jake, who's your favorite character on The Last of Us? Is it Joel? It's Joel. Yeah, Joel. Most interesting, most interesting character, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. I love it. It's a show I love. I can't wait to uh, see how it ends. I think it's great. I love that it's I love that it's weekly too cuz it's yeah they give you Anita said earlier that it's episodic so you get some closure but then they still give you that little bit you're like god I want, I want to keep going John let me tell you something we had this conversation not 2 months ago where I was mad that they weren't dropping entire seasons at the same time and I was like I don't want this anymore all these shows I'm watching right now I'm watching Shrinking with Jason Segel and Harrison Ford I'm watching 1923, which I'm liking better than I thought I was. I'm watching uh, Poker Face with the, the great Natasha Lyon, and I'm watching um, Last of Us. They're all uh, episodic weekly. You have to wait I a week. The, the pendulum swung the other way. Somebody said, "You know, people might kind of dig it if they've got to wait." You know? Right. If it's good. If it's good. If it's good. Well, they were but saying like uh, like with Ryan Johnson making. Uh, Poker Face. It's not really a show that's bingeable. It's not really built to binge. It's mm-hmm. built like Columbo, right? Yeah, it's, it's like, built it's so like, like it's yeah, like one episode and you're done. Yeah, <laughs> you have you have time in between. You watch it and then you wait and then you leave your week 
You live your it's week the, and then you go, you know. Uh, it's the crime of the week, basically. He's solving the right. He's solving the crime of the week. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Anita, are there any shows you're recommending right now? Is there anything we're not watching that we should be watching? You always have a you always have a full plate of television. Ooh, I'm actually not watching anything. I'm actually going through phase four because I missed a bunch of stuff in between. So of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Here's the great thing about Phase Four: you don't need it. There's nothing in it except for the Spider-Man movie. Uh, oh, and that Black Panther, but that's it. I mean, there's really not. I know, but phase I Four is a mess. An opinion on things. Phase Four so is a mess. It's a mess. It is. It's not great. I'm having a hard time. Uh, so Ant-Man is now the beginning of the fifth phase, right? Right. Right. There you go. Uh, and then you, the... you, Marvel, right. Marvel kind of lost their way. We talked. We talked about. Are we approaching? Uh, are we approaching uh, uh, maximum occupancy in my brain for comic book stuff? And I think we have, guys. I think we have. I think we've reached it. Well, not even necessarily comic books. I think superhero movies. I think we're. Re- I think we are uh, approaching burnout. When is? We when are westerns coming back? When are musicals coming? When? Are, give, give me a big splashy musical. Uh, Tick Bloom came out for pretty. Fairly recently, westerns aren't going to come back until everybody can. Never mind. Westerns yeah. aren't going to come back until everyone is ready to uh, reanalyze the Cowboys versus Indians conversation. Isn't Yellowstone kind of a western? And nineteen twenty, nineteen twenty three is kind of a western. Here's the thing. Here's mm-hmm. the thing, um, Kalei, that, that we learned when we went through our fifties and sixties westerns in the it, watching the movie club. In the fifties, especially, the the Western was the only place where you could discuss certain things, like racism, because you couched them in a conversation that was that had taken place a hundred years before. But you were really mm-hmm. talking about what, or you know, even things like communism in High Noon, right? Like the you know the witch hunts. That's what High Noon's all about. Um, so Westerns are a great place, especially like the fifties and sixties. Some of the more progressive ideas were actually coming out, but the, the the dichotomy is you're you also have these incredibly racist trappings, where you have like blue eyed, blonde haired guys with tans playing Native Americans. You know, so it's like John Wayne's The Searchers is one of the greatest uh, movies ever about examining the the racist ideals that kind of won the West, right? Quote unquote, won the re- the West, and they're wrestling with them, but they're also at the same time, John Ford is hiring Native Americans to be on the crew, but then there's also these stereotype portrayals in the movie. So it's like this weird dichotomy where you, you're like, they're trying to do the right thing with what the tools they have. They just don't have the right tools yet, or they haven't reached that level of, you know, you don't want to say enlightenment, but enlightenment. You don't want they have they haven't really, but they're they're there. It's there, you know. So it's sure. they're fun. It's, to- it's like baby steps. He's taking the first step. But the guy playing Scar is still a white guy. Right. Know, so but they're, they're making you know, progress. Yeah. So it's fascinating to watch these movies because they really are trying to tackle these bigger ideas. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and then they're, but they're doing it in their own limited capacity, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's a, it's a great way to examine. But that was that and science fiction were the only places, at least in American cinema, where you could do that because it was like, this is 100 years ago. We can talk about this. You know, we're not, we'll just pretend or like we're. Exactly. You're exactly right. Or if you're doing Invasion of the Body Snatchers, you can talk about it because it's it's aliens. It's not you're not right. talking about real people. Right, right, you're right. You're not talking right. about political parties. You're talking about aliens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you're paying any attention at all, you're like, oh yeah, this is and the this same is with McCarthyism. The it's like, wow, this is all political, but 
you got guys, you know, it's the guys with two eyes versus the guys with three eyes. And so now you can talk about it. You know? Right. Because mm-hmm. we're fragile. We're, it's, it's like it's like us, Kalei, when you come down to the podcast and you see we're down here in the mud and we're talking about John and I just want to talk about the three stooges and you're, you're bringing us these, you know, you know, you're bringing us, you know, these intellectual jewels. We're not, we're not capable. It's like casting pearls before swine. Are you kidding me? Happy 10th anniversary, everybody. <laughs> Happy 10th anniversary, everybody. Happy 10th. You're like, and next week is Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Right. But I warn you, there are some things that might offend you. What's funny, Kalei, is you were coming in in like the worst stretch where it's like these all these horrible 90s action movies that are just, uh, it's like a horrible string I was just watching. I was like, I, I actually looked ahead with you in mind and I was like, oh yeah, she'll love it about, you know, Two years from now, she's gonna really be in like her. It's gonna be great. She's gonna have to. She's gonna have to crawl through the mud, but but face off. Do you understand the concept? It's face and it's off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Removal of the face. Right. Yeah. Like like. That's what I said. Uh, oh, that's that's a spo- that's a spoiler. Like Patrick, <laughs> look at it right now. Patrick, are you sick, honey? I just realized you have your mask on, honey. Are you sick? He's trying to be responsible. See, this is the only yeah. time you can see Patrick's face now is when he's enjoying himself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but that's what you want, this is isn't it? Another Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah. It, it is a I Nicolas Cage movie. I love it. Is this another Nicolas Cage? Is movie? the pair longer? Is the pair longer or shorter? It's no, shorter. Conair hair is gone. You you get uh, you get the Conair hair, but you also get uh, John Travolta, and it's just two people absolutely chewing scenery for like two hours. So it's. This is a two-hour, thirteen-minute movie. Are you okay with that? No, not, I'm okay with that. It's just not just a two-hour, thirteen-minute movie. A two-hour, thirteen-minute action movie. I just can't wait to find out what's going to happen in that amount of time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like how how they fill the how do they fill the you know. Uh, I, well, can't you, the I, know, uh, I can't wait to watch the two-hour face removal. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to, listen, to this... see how much, how how they use that extra forty-five minutes to really just, you know, develop these interesting and um, nuanced characters. Let's see what's coming up that you will in this enjoy. Sci-fi action movie. Uh, nothing. Nope. Not there. Nope. Nope. Definitely not I that. I actually read the description of this movie. Read the description out loud, would you? Because that's coming up on the Digital Movie Club. Could okay. You... Let me pull it up on IMDb. Oh, she's going to read it. She's taking Patrick's job right before his eyes. <laughs> before his eyes. He's unwell at Disney. I'm I'm doing a favor. Uh, super spreader over there. Can't uh, get to the microphone. So He's just, un- <laughs> he's just unwell in general. <laughs> um, face off. To foil a terrorist plan, an FBI agent undergoes facial transplant surgery to assume the identity of the criminal mastermind who murdered his only son. <laughs> when the criminal wakes up prematurely and seeks <laughs> You think that's funny? <laughs> what's what's funny about that? That's not real. Now, if he was a flaming skull head on the back of a motorcycle, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kalei cannot. Kalei, she's like, let me get this straight. He puts on somebody else's face. Favorite comedy, Hannibal. Kalei, can I? Can I? Can I? 
Can I impress upon you? It's face off. It's face <laughs> off. They're having a face-off <laughs> Yes, exactly. It's a double entendre. It's a face-off. But it's, it's clever. No, it's good. Face yeah, off. yeah, sure. Sure. Uh, the, the key <laughs> words here. The key words are uh, somebody somebody could see. Yeah, no, somebody thought this was clever when writing it. Yeah. There's the even is, uh it's John Woo. Yeah. That's the key. There's even face slash, there's a slash. Face oh, yeah. slash off. Yeah. Which Back they slash. have centered with the the center line of both John Travolta and Nicolas Cage's That's face right. that they cast in shadows. That's right. Just an artistic choice. You cannot. You, this is this this is a movie that was done by the premier action director in Hong Kong. He did one of our favorite movies we ever reviewed on this show, which was called Hard Boiled. And the last twenty minutes involve a guy carrying a baby through a hospital and killing terrorists with the other hand. So I don't it's want. Pretty you. great. <laughs> this, that's pretty. Is pretty good. Right. It's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. You I love it. You should probably watch Hard Boiled because I think you would love it. Because stylistically, it's an insanely, it's an insanely great movie, uh, and just ridiculous, out of control, ridiculous. Um, John, uh, I was going to ask you a question. Uh, uh, who do you think is the bigger overactor coming up in the next film? Is it John Travolta or is it, uh, is it Nicolas Cage? They shock you, but I've never seen Face Off. Oh my God, you are in for a treat. Yeah, you and I've never actually seen you and Kalea are in for a treat. Face How did that happen? Off. Yeah, Anita. I'm gonna, st- I'm gonna stop the movie in the middle and go. Wait a minute, he takes his face off. <laughs> Anita, how do you feel uh, about uh, Face Off? I've never seen it, but I do like Nicolas Cage. Uh, you might Apparently have to come. Someone you... told me I've never seen any of his other movies, but I've seen really? like the mainstream ones. You might I have to come like, back oh. for next week. I'm gonna talk to Brent and see if. If uh, if, if he is a national treasure, because you guys should watch that together, because I think I think he likes that movie. I'm pretty sure he likes that movie. Uh, Patrick, who's the bigger overactor in this movie, Cage or Travolta? Grease Lightning or uh, or uh, Ghost Rider? I wonder if he's is he got the mic on? Overactor? Yeah. It's honestly hard to outpace Nicholas Cage in almost anything. However, I think John Travolta wins. Wow. One vote for Travolta. What about Justine Weenie? Overactor? Yeah. Change. Okay. We'll see. We will see next week. Jake, you've seen this, right? No. Oh, yet. my God. You guys are in for a treat. It is yes, so... I don't know what you... What, what is this? What, what is that face? Heck? What does that mean? You'll you see. Mean you'll that? see when you watch it. What does that mean? You'll see when you watch it. You'll see when you watch it. Oh. This, guys, it's this is going to... But it's also a face off, guys. This is a this is one of the all time great worst movies of all time. I just ah. said, I just repeated myself. It's fantastic. Ah, John okay. Woo knows what he's doing, man. So melodramatic. It's melodramatic is what we're going to talk. About. Now, after this one, did he do any other uh, you know big American movies? I know this was a hit. He did. did he do uh, after uh, no, he did Wind Talkers with Nicolas Cage, which was a bomb. That's though. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. A bomb. But I mean. Uh, what do we see? Uh, what was the one we saw? Broken Arrow. Is that uh, the one we saw? Yes. What the? Okay. So the the two big ones in America for him were Broken Arrow and Face Off, right? Right. Okay. Uh, I thought he had a longer, like a longer career in America, but not really, right? No, no, unfortunately mm-hmm. not. 
Um, our friend uh, Kalai is in for a long run of 90s movies. Oh, we got Armageddon coming up. Uh, yikes. Yeah. Oh, I love Armageddon. What, you do? I do. It's my dad's favorite movie, so I've seen it like a hundred times. Oh, my God. You, you, your dad is a, amazing. <laughs> uh, we got hey, that. He we, we loves got... Armageddon, named me after a D&D character. He's pretty cool. We got uh, we got the Saving Private Ryan coming up. That, that's a, that's, a, that's a that's a good one. I haven't seen that in forever. Oh, we got the Iron Giant coming up. That's everybody's. That's gonna be everybody's. Oh favorite. yeah, that's gonna be trying to make me cry. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Would it be? Would it be? We got one uh, of. Uh, we've got one of. Uh, of um, uh, Anita's favorite movies coming up. Uh, a Bug's Life. Ooh. What's the one? Uh, you What's the one you said after Armageddon before Iron Giant? I don't remember. Okay. I'm just throwing them out there. <laughs> they're, not any, they're not in oh, any kind of order. They're not in any kind of order. I'm just throwing them out there. Galaxy Quest is coming up. Ooh, I haven't Ooh. seen that either. Oh, oh boy. John's oh, excited. All right. God, what a great 10th anniversary show this has been. And now I'm going to have one less episode to listen to. No, you're going to listen to it. <laughs> you don't listen That's to the one you're on? You don't listen to the ones you're actually on. She lived it. Why would she? Li- I don't. I don't either. She lived it. Why would she do that? Yeah, Mario just Mario just uploads it. Doesn't even edit it anymore. I do edit sometimes if I feel like we need it, but we don't. You, Jake, you have been bringing it. You've been bringing your A game so much that I don't have to edit it anymore. Because when I don't bring my A game, like God damn it, I have to edit like twenty minutes. <laughs> Kelly, did you see the dunk? See, that's the backhanded call. That's how you do it. That's yeah, how you do it. Uh huh. Uh huh. This is how you do it. He knows I'm I kidding. Know. He know. knows I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. Anita, we we need you to be a regular. We need you to be a regular featured player on the show. What's it gonna take? What's it gonna take? I mean, I work from home, so... So what's ah, the problem? Tag me if you need me. If you need me. That's every That's every week. Yeah. <laughs> See? We got Kalei now. Now we got Anita. Then we got Jesse. It's balance. There's three boys, three mm-hmm. girls, and then the host. I am, of course, uh, a neutral. I'm like the dungeon master. I'm like the dungeon master. So this master. is just in time for the next... The you next... Rolled- uh, the next set of James Bond movies. Yes, you, <laughs> you've all you've all rolled the one. And now you have to watch Face Off. <laughs> oh, I'm the unpopular opinion from the female crowd on James Bond. I love. I mean, hey, oh, really? Give me there the misogyny. Go. I love it. <laughs> wow! Oh, holy cow! That's going. That's going. That's, di- that's diving in. That brings up so many more questions. <laughs> you know what's? You know what's? Honest to God, I'm going to tell you guys something. The James Bond movies to me were never ever about the women. It's always that always makes a big makes a big deal about who's the Bond girl. Oh, this girl, that girl. I just wanted to see dumb gadgets and like stunts that's all i wanted it was and to be he was just cool oh, and british oh come on oh come on Mark. no for real you didn't care who the, you didn't care who was in the bikini in this particular no <laughs> do, are any of them they're never it's never anybody who's a good act you know the ones that stand out are the ones that good are good actresses michelle yo in tomorrow never dies that's a terrible movie but michelle yo makes it great she makes it she 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 elevates it, but most of the time they're just window dressing, and so and of course and of course Ava Green bringing it as I never I I don't I find Ava Green to just be 
very subdued. And mm. so she was good in Penny Dreadful. You didn't like her in uh, Casino Royale, huh? Yeah, she was all right. I, it's never... Okay. It's never it's not about the girls. It's never it's about, about the, the it's also never about the acting in a James Bond movie, really. I like, just want to see I just want to know I just want to like I just want to know about the exploding pens. I don't care about Right. I want to see Q. I want to see a car turn into a submarine and I yeah. want, you know, that's all I want. I really just want the dumb <laughs> I just, I like go. the dumber that, James Bond shooting lasers in space. Well, let me tell I you, Patrick is right about one thing. I may not Roger Moore isn't my favorite Bond, but that era of Bond movie was just fun, even though people hate it. There's something about those gadgets and watching, you know. He's the best gadgets. They're the most ridiculous. Right. And they just fun. They were funny. His relationship with Q in those movies is funny. You know. I don't think everybody hates those. I think it depends on what you grew up with. Right. Uh, how old were you when those came out? Right. There's an entire generation that thinks those were the best James Bond movies. Right. Anita, what is your favorite James Bond movie? What if she says man? With, seen so far. What if she says man with a golden gun? Seen all of them. <laughs> I think I like Doctor No the most. You like the wow. first one? The purest. Underneath the mango tree, my darling and me. Well, I love people that like like the first two. It's like you know, some people it's like even Goldfinger's too silly. You know, it's like nope, I like the first two. I like <laughs> From Russia with Love. That's my favorite still. Uh, I think that, that's you. my favorite too. Yeah, yeah. that's the best. Incredible. Oh, where are you guys right now? Oh, you're waiting for a parade. What are you waiting for, Justina Parade? No, we're in line for Web Slingers. I oh, uh-huh. this is going to be great because I've never been on that, so this is going to be a great. Uh, <laughs> how long do you have to wait for Web Slingy? Can't yet be used both hands. Oh uh, well. Oh, want me to move. Sounds dirty. No, you have to beat Patrick. Yeah, see, see, Anita knows. See, yeah. I don't like yeah. this ganging up on boys. We're yeah, very sacrifice. fragile. Yeah, this is, see, this is what happens, Mario. Right. Mm-hmm. You asked for it. Mm-hmm. You asked for it. This is like when one Mexican moves and in the I neighborhood. Out the other. One Mexican moves in the neighborhood, and then it's all over. And then it's all over. <laughs> oh, Ask my neighbors. <laughs> I'm okay. Right. So, Anita, are you going to watch Face Off or what? It. Are you going to be here next week or what? When do you go to Ohio? Uh, I leave Friday, next Friday. Oh, perfect. Oh. What about the Friday after next? I'll be in Ohio. How long are you well, going to be there? You can, do, you can do the show from Ohio. I can do the show from Ohio. With, with Brent, yeah. Anita, are we going to lose you to Ohio? I'm going to have to fort. Have you met me? <laughs> Are, are you moving to Ohio? You met me. Yes. Do you think I could survive in Ohio? And not in the wintertime. You're going right now when I wait. He's smart. Yeah. He's, he's sending you out there when the weather's nice. <laughs> yeah, Spring no. is just around the corner. Yeah. I could not. I could not make it. You could. You can do anything mm-hmm. you want. You can, Anita, you are like the strongest person I know. Are you kidding me? Yeah, come that on. It's so sweet, but it's such a lie. Wouldn't it's you love not. to drive 45 I'm miles to go get groceries every day? All of my <laughs> stores close to me. I, I, it's just not. You have Knott's Berry Farm within walking distance, so that is hard to give up. Yeah, wow, so you're exactly. close to Portillo's, huh, Anita? Yes. All right. All no, right. He, she is close. Baby. She's closer to Porto's. I am ah. really close. 
Can you get there from? Can you quarters. can you walk from there? Is there a way to gain mm-hmm. entrance through the through the through the back streets? Yeah, that extra parking lot they built behind Medieval Times. I just walk through that and then just hop over the wall. I, what? I miss Portillo's. You know, you know, I'm all, you know, all, you know, I'm all for wall hopping. You know how I feel about that. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Hey, that was a. That was horrible. Hey, I can make those jokes. <laughs> I was going to ask if it's genetic. Are we going to go to Let's all go to Knotts. Why don't we go to Knotts yeah. together? Field trip to Knotts. All right. Chicken. Yes. You guys are all about that. I just want to ride the I want to ride the dumb rides. I want to ride the Calico Mine Train. The I want to ride the log ride. That's Hell yeah. I want to make <laughs> out with Patrick on Kingdom of the Dinosaurs. All right. Mario, did that. you see Knox just launched an elote pizza? What? A what? Where? Elote. Elote. Ah, no Patrick, Patrick's never been to Knox. What? Really? How's that, how's that possible? Because he grew up up north. Yeah, he was going to Great well, America. I mean, how come you haven't taken him just to, for the heck of it? Because I don't just go. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, uh, you wouldn't just go. You'd be go to show. You'd be going to show him. Yeah, we're I'm going. Not we're not going to Knott's. Knott'sbury Farm, uh, Greater Sign, Greater Sign, Disneyland. As my well, friend, it's cheaper. As it's my cheaper anyway. Well, you could buy that food pass too. You buy that it's food pass, cheaper, you get the yeah. food included. But uh, let me tell you something that John once told me, and I, I, this quote will never get old. Bye, Justine. It was great Bye. having you. Uh, this quote will never get old. John told me one time, uh, the difference between Knott's Berry Farm and Disneyland, uh, Knott's Berry, Disneyland has robotic pirates. Knott's Berry Farm has a chicken that plays the piano. So there you go. That's the, that's the difference between the two. Yeah, because when I was a kid, they really did. When you first walked in, there was a chicken in a cage with a little little toy piano you put a nickel in, it would push corn kernels, dried corn kernels, onto the piano, and it would peck out a tune trying to get the corn kernels. That's right. Great. And you just go, wow, this is a real low-budget attraction. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is not an animatronic president that they took 15 years to build. <laughs> this is, uh, hey, but you know what? You, you, you fed that chicken. You did your good jeed for the day. And then they would take that chicken over to Mrs. Knott's Kitchen, and then there you go. Voila. Knott's Walter French. Knott would say, ah, this one isn't playing so well. We got another one for you, Ma. That's right. <laughs> uh, that's it. And then you could have some boysenberries. Oh. Yep. And biscuits and gravy. I oh, heard boy. they were bringing back the Knott's Berry Tales ride. I don't know if that's true. Oh, there is some truth to that. Now, what is that? Have they already done that? Anita, do you, reproduced it. Anita do you know anything about that? I have not heard anything about that. It was now, what, what was the story because there are people obsessed with that ride. So did they? It was the greatest ride of all time. It was it was an animatronic ride, and the bears were trying to get to the fair, and the whole ride smelled like boysenberries. It was amazing. You know, there it, there's a story behind that, and I don't know what. It, uh, there are people that were like really big fans of that ride, and the guy that designed that ride was a guy that used to design rides at Disneyland. I right. Forget what his name is. It was it Rolly Crump. I think it might have been. That's a and man. somehow he left. Disneyland, I guess he was doing rides for both parks, and he really put a lot of time and effort into that thing, you know? Right. And, and it was what, like psychedelic. Some people really got into it because it was a little psychedelic. There was, you know, they pumped in the aroma of the berries, and they had, like, you know, soap bubbles. There was all this crazy stuff going on. Uh, I want to know what happened to Movie Land Wax Museum. Also, where did the figures go? That's oh, well, you, you know, uh, they auctioned them off. Aren't they? 
They are no, no, no. That's Madame Tussauds. That's like the, what they did is when they shut down Movieland Wax Museum, they auctioned off the wax figures. Some private parties took them, I guess, just to put them in their living room. But you know that theater up there on Whittier Boulevard in Pico Rivera used to be called the Krikorian, I think. Um, they had a bunch of them uh, under glass, or I should say, behind glass, um, on the way to the snack bar. I think they had all the, the all the Wizard of Oz figures. Oh wow! Were behind behind glass uh, on the way to the uh, the theaters. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's how they did it. If you, you were, know, too young- were letting, before they shut it down, they let people in for free. Uh, I remember Alex and I went, and for like a week or two, they just let people in for free to get one last look at all the wax figures before they auctioned them off. Uh, Patrick just said goodbye. We love him. He's getting on the ride. They're now on the Spider-Man ride, celebrating 10 years of our podcast at Disneyland. Uh, Patrick and Justine celebrating. Beat you to it, Jake. (laughs) Celebrating uh, 10 years. I've already already beaten that dead horse. Uh, No, celebrating 10 years, uh, Jake. But, you know, guys, the the people that are here present, uh, we're the real winners, you know. And I appreciate you being here. Uh, Are we on a Spider-Man ride? No. But but I like to think that our spider senses are tingling with the magic of this podcast, much, much like the magic we give to the audience every week, who can't wait. They can't wait. By the way, John, you had a lot of people on Twitter uh, give you uh, 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 some get well soon um, messages. Oh, wow. So, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, everybody was worried. Everybody was worried. So like in real time, that's all happening in real time. huh? Everybody. Uh, well, I sent out a tweet last week. I said, hey, John's under the weather. He's got COVID. Please send him some happy thoughts oh, and money. Wow. And uh, nice. they didn't send the money, but they sent the happy thoughts. Well, thank Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Now, what is this Twitter? What is this Twitter you speak of? Well, there's this billionaire. He's an evil billionaire, John, and he owns this company, and it's all for his own aggrandizement. Yeah. He really is kind of like Norman. He is a Norman Osborn type character. Kind of looks like him too. Right. So I tell you that I went to dinner with someone the other day, and two of us at the table were like, "Ugh, Elon Musk," and then and someone at the table had the nerve to say, "What don't." Why don't you like him? Tell me why right. you don't like oh, him. Oh, oh, a Musk fanboy. Like, I love Musk fanboys. You boys. about to make me defend? Like, I was in awe that someone even uttered those words. You know like, why oh. they like him? They all think that they. I mean, this. I can guess what it's this person looks like. He's got a. He's got a fan base. It's really weird. Oh, that's How weird. Oh no, it's it's totally it's bros. It's a bunch of bros. I Elon guess. Musk they bros like that just love him. His, he's got his own rocket he's ship. He's just I a guess. self-made man. Okay, why are you? Why? <laughs> Yeah, like Henry Ford. <laughs> all, that, all that entails. Why are you angry at a successful businessman? Yeah. yeah. They said the same thing to Henry Ford, yeah. Hitler, the only guy Hitler had a picture of on his desk was Henry Ford. Mm. That's what they say. Could be apocryphal, but he was not he was an admirer of uh, Henry Ford. Yeah, yeah, and probably vice versa, you know, and they probably both had Charles Lindbergh photos on the wall. Too. Oh, my God. What happened to that guy? What mm, happened to that guy? I love that. That's so great, Mario. It's 2023, and you and I are going, what happened to Charles Lindbergh? Right. He, he was played <laughs> by... A sentence that hasn't, that hasn't been uttered since, you know, 1941. Right. You know? He was a... He was, and he was played by... Uh, he was portrayed by Jimmy Stewart in the movie. Yeah, I'm sure that's before... Anybody really took a good look at what was going on? Right. I, yeah. What would that have been? Fifties? Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish they would have gone back and, and like gone into the, uh, like the post, uh, 
uh, Spirit of St. Louis, uh, Lindbergh, and, and and Jimmy Stewart do some of that a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I'm well, sure somebody mentioned it to Billy Wilder, and he just goes, "You know what? This is not the story I'm telling. I'm telling about the early Charles." Lindbergh, right, you know? right. Yeah. Then the whole thing um, with the, with the kidnapping and that whole crazy thing, and wow, well, it's nuts. Uh, interesting. It's nuts. Fascinating. Yeah, fascinating. Is, yeah, that that yeah, it's like the American. His story is the story of the American century from you know turn of the century on. Crazy. All the. Everything, yeah, hero worship, and the, the first, um, you know, high-profile kidnapping, and uh, the whole thing with the the beginning of World War II. His story mirrors all the craziness that's going on. Imagine if podcasts were around back then; they would the uh-huh. the audience would be far more interested than they are hearing us talk about it. I can tell you that. I don't uh, know. Right. All you had back then was Edward R. Murrow. Going, it's true. Next up, Charles Lindbergh. Right. Next up, you're a cookie full of arsenic. Um, <laughs> I'd hate to take a bite out of you. Uh, all right, Kella, is there are there any movies you want to see us? Any movies? Any '90s movies you want to see? Uh, Anita, are there any '90s movies you want to see that have not been uh, addressed yet? Have not been uh, taken care of? Uh, not been watched? What have I been, been asking you for? Uh, what for is it? Years now. Please remind right. me again. Please remind me. Five heartbeats. Oh, that is a great movie. Which one? The Five Heartbeats. Yeah. Five Heartbeats. That's Robert Townsend, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. I'll put it on the list. Just because you are, because we are your guests, because you are my guests, and we are your hosts, and that is your pleasure. And then we'll watch chess. Uh, That That fell flat. When we, when we get to the era... I I'd love for us all to watch Amelie. That's on the list. That's on the list. Is it? Yeah. Ooh, that's a great That's a great movie, John. Don't you like Amelie? I saw it when it came out. I'm just um that's off the beaten track. I, you know, that's great. I love those guys. It's, I it's, I don't know what happened to them, you it's know. It's near and they, dear to my heart. Like, they were like on a streak and all of a sudden I don't know where they went. All right. Uh we're also going to watch uh uh, uh just to, I mean we have to balance it out. If we're going to be watching Amelie and the and the Five Heartbeats, you guys are going to watch some terrible movies. Jake, you know what? you don't you know we never throw you a bone, Jake. What what do you want to see? What what nineties movie do you want to watch? Oh, you no, you threw me you threw me hook. That's I'm I'm good. I'm oh, good. very good. Okay, it. you're welcome, hey, Jake. That's a, that's a big one, huh? <laughs> that was the one. This is the one that I wanted. You, you've Jake been can now retire that for for years. Yeah, Jake. I it, watched Jurassic Park, one of my favorite movies. So I'm like, I'm good. See, I'm set now. See, we can watch whatever we want now. This is John, wow. what John? What about you? Uh, this is an odd one, but I was wondering, are we going to watch uh, Good Night and Good Luck? Uh, I think that comes in. In the 2000s, and we can watch it, speaking of Edward R. Murrow. I know. That's what got me thinking about it. That's such a good movie. Um, and because uh, 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 Clooney directed and starred in that, right? That's 2005, so we'll be getting that around uh, 2027. Yeah, right around 2027. <laughs> yeah, so let's watch. You know, that's a, and also that's, that's an, uh, a rare case of a black and white movie. It really couldn't have been. I don't think they could have done that any other way. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. What, what did you say, Jake? You were muttering something that I didn't catch it. Oh, I said, actually, um, we should watch both, both Ace Ventura movies. Thank you. No, that will not happen. Um, uh, I, there's, well, we are going to watch the uh, Austin power movies, right? Yes. That's coming up too. Okay. Uh, okay. by the way, this, this podcast will, or this, uh, movie, I think, I believe this is a hundred percent, uh, Jim Carrey free podcast. You don't even have the Truman show. Nope. Oh, I hate that movie. Oh, really? Why do you hate that movie? Oh, really? Oh, really? Wow. 
That's that gets not uh, because that's one that doesn't behave like a Jim Carrey. Movie. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, who was that? Was that who was that? Was that Peter Weir? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, oh, how about uh, so we have not watched a Jim Carrey movie, have we? How about no. Liar Liar? No, nope. I was going to say yeah. Mm-mm. I think that's the one that everybody has sort of mentioned they could actually tolerate. How about Dumb and Dumber? <laughs> no, Dumb and Dumber. We will be watching a fairly. We watched the Fairly Brothers, but it wasn't uh, Dumb and Dumber. It was King. That's it. That's why I thought we'd seen it. Yeah. How about Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Oh no! No. I love you, Philip Moore. Wow, you're a fan. I must mm-hmm. say, Jake, that's impressive. <laughs> that's impressive. Next, you're going to say, you know, 23. You know? Mm. <laughs> I didn't see 23. Mm. Yes, man. No. No, yes, man. Mm. Shame. <laughs> uh, now, what is it? Did he do Bruce Almighty or was that uh, was that him? Yeah, it was Bruce Almighty. Yep. And then um, Steve Carl mm-hmm. did uh, and then, Almighty. And then mercifully, mm-hmm. that's where he kind of tapered off. Thank God mm. it finally came to an end. Mm. Our not our long national nightmare was over. I think he's gonna retire. He says he says, you know, he says, I think I've done enough movies. Anita, you and look then... awfully bored. I'm sorry to interrupt you, John. <laughs> no, I had to go to my charger because my phone was fine. So <laughs> I'm propping was... my head up in my head. How do you feel about Jim Carrey? Um I don't know if I have a feeling. There you go. Middle. Calais. I like Jim Carrey, but I was also introduced to Jim Carrey through The Grinch. Uh, I feel like that has a lot to do with it. Did you like that Grinch? I did like that Grinch. Now I'm not judging. It's just a question. It's just a question. Oh. Did you ever see? Did you ever see the old Chuck Jones Boris Karloff Grinch? Is that the cartoon? It's the original yeah. animated one. Yeah. Yes, I saw that did one you, first. Did you like it? Did you dig it? I love that one. Because for me, nobody ever needs to do it again. Because I did it like a year ago with Benedict Cumberbatch, and I thought, why do they keep making the Grinch over and over again? It's been done. That one is okay. I saw a little bit of it. It was. Mm. I didn't even know they did another remake. Yeah, it was was animated. Benedict Cumberbatch played the Grinch, and it was animated, right, Jake? Yeah, it's okay. I guess. I don't know. How many times you gonna crank that out? I, I don't. And at you know at a half hour, I think the original was exactly the length it needed to be. Well, and the also book, the book takes five minutes to read. It also know? has a, a a sacred cow for John, Boris <laughs> Karloff. Uh, That's right. Don't step on his toes. Two you sacred cows: Chuck Jones and Boris Karloff. Right, right, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Everything always comes back to Boris Karloff. I couldn't have a conversation about Hook. Without Boris Karloff, I kept waiting for Mario to go. Really, even Hook, you've got to invoke the name Boris Karloff. <laughs> I do it silently because I don't want to hurt feelings. <laughs> Last night I thought you're thinking, really, even this movie? No, of course, <laughs> Karloff's one of the greats. Are you okay? As Kalei seems to be having trouble with her ears, are you okay? Is there, is there liquid in the ears? Or do you need to clear your station tubes? Do you need to give it a? I was talking is that what you do? You need to give it a don't don't. I was just popping my jaw. I won't do it on. Oh, did it? Does it? Can you actually pop your jaw? (laughs) I can't do it. I wish you could. Will it make a noise? Yeah, I can pop my jaw. Oh, do it. Will it make a noise? I don't think it'll be loud enough for the mic, but I just have TMJ, so my jaw will like click. What's TMJ? I heard it. I heard it. Oh. Sorry, everybody. Um, it has to do. So there's, I think there's three different kinds. There's muscular, 
um, and then there's bone, and then there's nerve, and it basically is just talking about this joint here where your um, jaw hangs out. But you can oh. have three different kinds. I have all three. Wow, wow. good for you. That's heavy. Uh, <laughs> winner, winner. Because when you do... Yeah. Full send and everything. Because when you anything worth doing is worth doing right. That's right. That's exactly. Right. Good for you. So you have three types of T T M J. You have the T V M and the J, and uh, you. Uh, yeah, I, I heard it click. Can you just do that at will? Uh, not at will. Um, so I went to physical therapy for it for a long time, and so I have things I do every morning. But sometimes it's like if you're. Um, if you're eating things where it's like you're like biting something and you pull away from it or something like, like that, an apple. my jaw will get irritated. Like an, like apple. an what apple. Happens, what happens if you eat a PBJ with you, a TMJ? It's fine. A PBJ with it's your It's like TMJ, a workup yeah. irritation. It won't be like I take one bite and I'm like, oh, no. Right. Like my jaw's just, ruined for the day. I, I just want you to tell the doctor, you know, doc, I had a PBJ and a BLT and it did murder to my TMJ. <laughs> <laughs> John, just a general reminder, it's a it's our tenth anniversary show. So I really want you to bring it. Okay. I really want you to <laughs> you know what? I understand your everybody I understand your PBJ and BLT. I understand you're just getting over COVID, but I really need yeah. you to Hey, everybody laugh. I need you to <laughs> I enjoyed it. I need you to laughed. I need you to be not unlike a a a a uh, who's the girl from uh, Jessica Alba. I need you to step it up. Okay, thank you. Like, is that like, a Jessica Alba right? movie? Is that what it's called? What is that movie? Oh, That's no. not Jessica Alba. Who is it? Kristen Dunst or something. Yeah, no, no, she's in Bring It On, which we're doing uh, okay. when we get to the year 2000. One Are of the greatest the movies of all time. movies? Yeah, you've yeah. never seen Bring It On? They made a musical. Uh, it's, yeah, the, it's, not, it's not Jim Nystix, John. Yeah. It's not what? Let's stick it. Let's stick it. Let's stick it. Let's stick it. Oh, uh, yeah, which one's Step It Up? Who's in Step It Up? Who am I thinking of? Step it up is Channing Tatum and his ex-wife. Who? Her name. Oh, Channing Tatum uh, and his ex-wife. Is it really? Jenna something, right? What's her name? Is it Jenna something? Yes. I can't remember her last name, but that's Step It Up. She's Googling it. There's a whole subgenre of uh, cheerleader movies. Or performance movies. There's like Drumline. There's a... Uh... There's uh, Last Dance. There's uh, uh, Pitch Perfect. There's now mm. Pitch Perfect, and then there's uh, High School Musical, and then there's uh, 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 Glee. Yeah. Norman. Her name's Jenna D1. Mm. Mm. I forgot the movie. Um, Who's Channing Tatum married to now? I don't think he's married to anyone. I think he's dating Jesse J. Uh, let me tell you something. He's doing a lot of promotional work with uh, Selma Hayek. For the new Magic Mike movie, and they seem a little too close for my comfort. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm not sure I like this. Well, I guess that's something for her husband to take up. <laughs> exactly, which is why I'm concerned. I'm concerned for him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm concerned for, mm. for the French billionaire. Uh, guys, this has been a beloved French billionaire. This has been a great. This has been a great show. Yeah, I don't know why I mentioned that he's French. It's not like he's a bulldog or this is like. He it's the French no, but it's true. He is like he's like a French billionaire or a count or something. It's he's like, you know what? I'm fine. I have a castle. She's not leaving me. Right. You, know? it's mm. like, you think she's leaving me for this guy? For yeah, for Channing Tatum, but he is a handsome devil. He's he a is. good he's a good looking but he's got the keys to the castle, so you know. Good looking fella. Good looking fella. Good looking fella. <laughs> who's your uh, uh who's your crush right now in Hollywood, Anita? Male or female? Ooh. Okay. In or 
Only the Witcher context, Henry Cavill. But I need him in full Witcher attire. Uh-huh. Is that a movie? I would devour him. It's a Netflix. It was based on a video game. It's a Netflix show. It's called The Witcher? Mm-hmm. You need, do you Netflix. need the gravelly voice, too? Yes. In a bathtub yeah. with the blonde. Does? Yeah. Let me ask you this. Does the costume give Henry Cavill something approaching a personality? Because I haven't seen any thus far. You haven't watched it? I no, I just haven't seen his personality ever in anything. Oh, his personality. He's done. I don't, I don't see he must any. have something yeah. because the need, That's what I'm like, I would, him, said, I, would de- I would devour him. I think he's got something going on. No, that's the only real context I like him in is that show. In that, okay, is it the character that he's playing? Or? Yeah, as that okay. character. Okay. Is he a badass or? Have you seen him in any of the behind the scenes stuff for The Witcher when he's like talking about how he like read the books and helped them create? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, he's the yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. How about that? Kale, are you on the are you in the same boat with uh, Henry Cavill? Is that your uh... My celebrity crush is going to be Taylor Swift all day every day. Jeez. <laughs> wow. <laughs> to make Mario's life harder. She's a, she's a um, she's a bad bee. Wow. She is. Also, I'd like to fact check myself. Channing Tatum is actually dating Zoe Kravitz. Him and Jesse J have dissolved their relationship. Wow. Thank you very much for the clarification. I like that you are keeping yourself accountable. That is what we're all about on this podcast. We don't throw gossip out there. Okay. Everything is fact checked. Is that right? Isn't that right? So he's he's going out with Catwoman. That's pretty cool. Zoe Kravitz. Son of. What'd you say? Daughter of. A daughter of. I said she's Lenny gorgeous. Cra- she is. She really yeah. is. Lenny. Daughter of uh, Lenny Kravitz. God, she was great in that last Batman movie. Holy cow. Uh, Am I right, Mario? Uh, yeah, I loved everything about that movie. Didn't didn't not, a lot of people did not love it. I loved it. I she loved was it. a great. She was a great cat. Right. Woman, I thought. I love the fact that they Selena called. Kyle, or should I say, Selena Kyle? Yeah, she was. Everything about that movie was great. I love the fact mm. that they called it the Batman. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Love the score. Love the look, the aesthetic. Love the whole thing. Love the car. Love the Batman. Jake, who's your yes. ce- current celebrity crush right now? Current noise. Oh. <laughs> oh, uh, Emma Stone. Yep, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Yeah. Uh, did you Always see- and forever. Emma Stone's a good one. Did you see? Your, I, did I you had see- a moment where I where I diverted with Liv Tyler, but you know we came, we came back. Uh well you know she 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 think about Liv Tyler she don't want to miss a thing you know what I mean you know what I'm saying uh, <laughs> uh that's your favorite band John um uh, it's my favorite band of the years 1975 yeah <laughs> Toys in the Attic uh I got um I mean Selma Hayek always number one but really I mean if we're talking my ultimate celebrity crush we all know who he is he's having a he's having a bit of a renaissance right now. Uh, I mean, he's the he's the goat. He's the the last movie star. I like to call him. One uh, of one of the <laughs> one of the all time one of the all time greats. A string of movies from here to uh, here to uh, here to, here to eternity. Uh, the great Harrison Ford, always always great Harrison, always great to see Harrison Ford in anything. That's your man crushes. Oh yeah, I mean, dude, he's, he's the entire he's Gen X's man crush. Are you kidding me? I don't care if he's eighty years old. Every one of Gen X, he was Han Solo. He was Indiana mm. Jones. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Harrison sure. Ford. Come on. 
I literally just want to put him to bed and not in the good way. Like, he looks like he's a long nap. Why? What's wrong? Come in, bring him some tea. I love it. Yeah. Not in a good way. <laughs> Listen, we can, we, can, we can agree to disagree. That's fine. We can have differing opinions on the show. That is that's what it's all about. I'm holding my tongue on Taylor Swift, aren't I? Yes, because I'm he a works, good. He's just. I'm not. Like, I like him. He's, he's learning. Worked really hard, and it's time for him to relax. Let me tell you something. Oh. I want you to watch. Uh, if you if you have Apple TV, watch Shrinking with Jason Segel. Uh, he is really good, and I was telling John, it's something where he actually looks like he's not bored. Like the last twenty okay. years, everything he makes, he looks like he's super bored. He's just like, just give me the pay, just give me the paycheck. <laughs> And then, you know, walk off. He's really good in it. It's fun. He's not in it a lot. He's definitely like the guest star. But uh, he looks like he's engaged and he's having a good time in it. So, okay. Yeah. I do have Apple TV. And it's about therapy. It's about therapy. It's, it's, you know, we all, we all need it. We all need a little therapy, right? Embrace it. You don't think he fully gave himself to the Muppets as a project? No, I'm talking about Harrison Ford. Oh. You thought I was talking about Jason Segel? No, Jason Segel, always yeah. great. Uh, Jason Siegel, great. I, in- I, I want that on a soundbite. You don't think he gave himself completely to the Muppets? <laughs> <laughs> I think he did. I think that movie, the only reason they remade the Muppets was because of him. It was a passion project for him. I think he had a, a that, lot to you do. You know with. what? That actually, that first oh. one wasn't a bad movie, and I love Amy Adams, so I just... I was oh, Amy honest. Adams always. She can do no wrong. Yeah. She can do it. no wrong. Uh, Arrival, love it. The mm-hmm. five minutes she's, she's in the so office, good. love it. She's she's an arrival, huh? Yeah, she's great. She makes it. She's the one that sells it. That's the reason you believe it. She's so good in that. That's Mm. not why you. You know, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna go farther than this, John. Aside from Wonder Woman, the best part of the 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 new uh, uh, DC universe was Amy Adams as Lois Lane. I thought she was great. Because that's a character most people don't give a shit about, and she actually made it a real character. Right, kind of cared about exactly. She did a great job with it. Character, right. Right. And she's just a good actress and a knockout. I thought she was great in American Hustle, too. Uh, just She's the whole package. She's a knockout and a hell of an actress. Right. But mostly a knockout. And so that's what we're all <laughs> well, about on this show. I'm kidding. But I'm going to say Celebrity Crush. You know, that's one that usually doesn't. John Celebrity top, Crush I, is always Monica Bellucci. Uh, <laughs> well, when push comes to shove. Even even at the ripe old age of like seventy five, I still think Linda Carter is my ultimate, always and forever celebrity. Crush. Hey, hand on your hearts for uh, Raquel Welch. Yeah. Oh. oh boy. Who we we saw uh, in Fantastic Voyage. That was our. And Raquel that was Welch. my first crush. Uh, that was my Raquel Welch was my first crush. You know, watching One Million BC. You know, I'm probably like you know, like nine or ten. And I'm like, oh, I thought I was watching this for dinosaurs, but suddenly I don't give a shit about the dinosaurs. <laughs> This is a pretty cave girl. Uh, yeah. Speaking of pretty cave girls, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's no segue there. There is no <laughs> segue there. Rest in peace, Raquel Welch. Rest, rest in peace, Raquel Welch. Uh, that's it. <laughs> that's it, guys. Ten years of doing this. Ten years of doing this. This is what I've been doing for ten years of my life. Mario, what's been your segue. favorite moment on the podcast? Oh, my God. You you guys want to? Yeah, okay. I, I don't like this at all. Um, it's like a Johnny Carson, the best of Johnny Carson, right? Uh, a clip reel. I don't know if I I don't know if I have a f- favorite moment, but my favorite moments are always when I laugh and when somebody gets me to laugh and I'm not expecting it and I do that really 
loud laugh where I like have to turn for the microphone. I love that. I, I love being caught off guard like that. I like being, that's my favorite thing. Cause I love to laugh. And when I, when I listen back to the show with Brent, uh, where we all were in here and we watched the alien, the alien private eye movie and I didn't have to run things and it was just us, all of us having fun. That to me was one of my favorite things ever because I didn't have to, I always feel like I need to keep the show going forward or keep things on track. So I don't get to goof around as much as I want to, or I have to, mm. I have to play the role where I'm the, I'm, I'm like, I have to be the jerk and kind of keep everybody or I have to say things and you know, to, so I don't always get to be just you're, you're like, no, you don't, like, you really don't though. You really don't have to. No, you're, I get it. You're like the ringmaster and you'd like to just be one of the clowns. Right. Right. I want somebody right. else to run the mic so I can just have fun and, and just goof off. Yeah. But I yeah. don't. Because you know, one of us has it's to be the show. dad. You know what I mean? That's right. You really, you really don't. Though. I do though. Mm. <laughs> imagine, imagine if Mario didn't. Imagine the show if Mario didn't. Imagine, imagine didn't uh, it would be people time. playing. Uh, it'd be people playing Animal Crossing on the air, mm. and people playing video games. I think you did that in person. Or it'll be people playing uh, games with each other because uh, they both have a computer open, and uh, maybe they don't get to see each other. Uh, in person, but uh, I can't see one of them and the other person. I know they're playing a game because maybe somebody who was at one of the locations said, yeah, they're playing a game together. Maybe that not happens. To point, not, not to put too fine a point on it. <laughs> not to put too fine a point on it, but we're... Mario's all jacques. Yeah, we're talking about reasons that you might not get paid or fired. You know, there's just, I mean, there's, uh, you know... We're just I love it. Up. Jake's all, all right already. <laughs> but it's been a fun thing. Okay, I get it. You know yeah. what? That's what verbal warnings are for. And That's you know always, what? but that is always my favorite thing when, when these, one of these guys catches me off guard. And uh, it's fun. It makes me laugh. I love to laugh. Why? That's my favorite thing. You know, you know me enough, Anita, that you know when, uh, when, I, when I get a genuine laugh, it's real. And I, you, know. mm -hmm. you can always tell. I like hanging around people who, who elicit that response in me because that is my, mm. that's my stress release. When I can laugh like that, that's stress. That's how I deal with stress. Yeah. And it's true. It's releasing some sort of, some sort of, uh, what is it? What is it that it's releasing? Is it uh, endorphins, 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 that's what it is. Hey, speaking of it, let's talk about it. Let's talk to our resident, uh, our resident uh, psychologist, uh, Kali. tell <laughs> us about the, the benefits of laughter. And go. And go. And go. Ted talk. Yeah. <laughs> the benefits of laughter. Yes. Um, listen, you guys, it's really good for your brain. We can trick our brains into being happy and releasing happy hormones by smiling. The same can be said about laughter. She's looking it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm not gonna lie, that was actually really good. That was actually really pretty smooth. Pretty smooth. Tell if she could have looked it up fast enough, she would have sounded exactly who she was. I hope. She, I hope Jake is quoting. If she starts quoting Norman Cousins, we know that there's some footnotes. In I hope I Jake. Actually, I will say this: laughter in a birthing body's um, in a, a body that is actively giving birth can help with the pain of contractions and can also just uh lower cortisol levels which is going to shift the entire birthing process whoa so what do they do like show them the three stooges while they're giving birth <laughs> no women don't think the three stooges are funny you have to have a... i know that's why i said it it's, a, it's kind of a bad joke but um i want everyone to close this is how i want everyone to close the 10th anniversary i want everyone to tell me their favorite dad joke 
All right, I'm going to go around the room mm. and I want to hear your favorite dad mm. joke. Kale looks like she mm. has one ready. So we'll start there. What is it? Um, do you know how crepes were originally made? How? It was a uh, it was a French chef and he was cooking pancakes and he messed up and he said, "Oh, crepe." He made it too thin. It's the dad joke. <laughs> I hate that joke so much, but it's, I want to laugh. Uh, J- uh, Jake, <laughs> Jake, uh, what do you get when you push your piano down a mine shaft? What? A flat minor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so angry at you both. Anita, what's your favorite? Di- Don't look them up. I can't even. I can't even think of one off the top of my. Head. Yes, you can. No. Anita. I'm not a bad joke person. Anita, knock knock. Who's there? Daisy. Daisy? Mm-hmm. Daisy who? Daisy me rolling. <laughs> <laughs> John, let me hear your best dad joke. I can't think of one offhand, but uh, just substitute any joke I've made in the last couple hours. <laughs> All gems, John. I, I did ice you today. I thought it would be funny for the 10th anniversary to just kind of icy you especially since you're coming out of covid but as always you bring the thunder and uh i i cannot honestly my friend i cannot thank you enough for being here for the the majority of the last uh 10 years and you're you're part of the reason that i like doing this show every week is because i get to talk to my friend john sandy oh man uh, thank you truly 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 uh uh honestly you've 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 made this tolerable because these kids are gonna fucking kill me i swear to god man you could have just stopped that. Thank you. <laughs> Jake, going, you know, you could have just stopped the thank you, John. Yeah, you really, you know, you really could have left it there. And it been I can't. Deeper, it's fine. Jake, no, good. your technical assistance is always, always, always uh, invaluable here. You, you run mm. the, you run the Google Meet. You, you set everything up every week, and everything. I click a button. Thank you. But still, you could say there'd be no show. You could say there'd be no but you, show. But you really it. took it upon yourself to COVID <laughs> to take to step into a bigger role. And I appreciate that. Honest mm-hmm. to God, I want you to know oh, that I do appreciate it. I'm not going to give you money. Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not, gonna, <laughs> I'm barely going to give you the respect you deserve. But, uh, but you did do it. You but I appreciate it, you. I appreciate you. And uh, Patrick, anyway, Jake, I'm on the Labor Commission's website right now. <laughs> I just got to get that. And uh, I need just to give me a little bit of this. See that you hear this? Yeah, Anita, uh, well, is, we need some of that. Patrick and Justine also are not here, and I wanted to thank them personally. You guys have been here for, with me for about, I think, well, I want to say five years now. Five, six years. Five yeah. or six years now. I don't know the exact date you guys came in, but um, obviously the show, there was a shift in the tone of the show, um, but the show for me also became uh, a, a very fun uh, because it's a, it's a little more loose. There's a lot of people we can bounce stuff off of. Um, I enjoy the interplay. I enjoy uh, Patrick sticking to the bit that he's just not going to give you any love. Um, but uh, Patrick in in real life Me is too. Patrick in real life is is probably one of the most generous people I've ever met, and uh, mm-hmm. I appreciate him and Justine. And I just appreciate Justine just being so earnest uh, in and just flying in the face of everybody else on the podcast. Like she does not give a shit that she's giving Casablanca a six. And she's going to stand by her her opinion. So I always appreciate her being uh, herself and bringing that to the show. 
and uh, that's, that's why the I, fun of it. She's yeah. the devil's advocate, right? <laughs> She's like, I don't give a crap if Leonard Maltin liked this. <laughs> there's a reason that there's a reason that, that it's always John and Justine are tied for audience favorites, and then me, Jake, and Patrick are just kind of bringing up the rear all the time. Not because mm-hmm. we're, we're the yin and yang, right? Yeah, yeah. You guys <laughs> are the, the, strong, the yin and yang. You guys are the strongest personalities. I'm gonna have to get rid of one of you going forward, but mm. that's a, of course going to be a tough decision. But so it'll, uh, it'll just be yin. Or maybe it'll just be Yang. That's why I need to hear from HR to uh, to step yes. up and really help out. Uh, HR. There's a reason I brought Anita in. I didn't want to tell you guys, uh, but uh, <laughs> Anita. Uh, to one of you after the show. Not going to say who. Mario's all goodbye. Thank you for your service. Goodbye, Anita. I have to thank you all for all for a not only just being a good uh, a good friend in real life. But also uh, a good supporter of the podcast and someone who went back and listened to all these old episodes. And she went to the start of the Digital Movie Club and caught up. Uh, it's insane. I don't know anybody else that would do something like that. It's like seven years that is worth amazing. of seven years worth of uh so I appreciate all the support you've given to the podcast. Uh but that also is offset by the fact that I mean, you're welcome. You know what I'm saying? We know what we're talking about. I was about. gonna say thank you for all of the entertainment, <laughs> but I take it back. <laughs> uh, so uh, because I, I love that you are on the right track, but I take it back. I can't. I can't. No, but but seriously, Anita, you're you're a good friend in real life, and and I I love you to death, and I'm I'm so happy that you and uh, you and my my best podcast friend have have found. <laughs> you know, but it's like the song. Now that we found love, what are you gonna do? You know what I'm saying? We gotta figure mm. that out. So, peace. Keep. Don't us... thank me till I get him out here. About you this. listen. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. You guys can keep this long distance things going forever. It's we're on the internet. We've been doing this for like a year and a half <laughs> remotely. And look at us. We're fine. I know. Anita's like, but this is real life. We're flesh yeah. and blood. It ain't gonna work. <laughs> we somebody's gonna have to move. <laughs> well, it'll get it. We'll do it. We'll do it. He can live. In, he can live in my game room. She's not moving, John. He can live in my game room. It's okay. We've got room down here. One of us is gonna have to move. I got all my movies down here. He'll be fine. I got to bring down the Blu-rays. He'll be. He'll be fine. I got PlayStation. I got Xbox down here. I got. You know, how's he? How's he going to manage that? How's he going to manage moving that entire collection? Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. God, it, so, it sounds like you have a month. Why do you have to bring me down? He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to get like an airplane. If you're Anita, smart, Anita. If you're smart, Anita, you, know, you say he's got like a, a hundred thousand movies. What do you think? Ten thousand movies. What does he got? <sighs> if you're smart, Anita, here's what you do. You get him out of. Here's how you get him out here. Every time you go out there, you bring back a few movies in the suitcase, but you you pick the good ones. You pick like the ones that are near and dear to his heart. You know what I mean? So that and, only take twenty years to get. Yeah, but you bring out a little bit, of, and he'll be like, "Hey, what happened to my? What happened no, to my? You pick the ones that he's going to be watching on the show. So then he's like, "Well, God, now I have right. to come back." Over or you visit, steal like, the bag. Happened. You steal the bag, and then you bring it out here, and then you're like, well, yeah. if "You want it? You know where to find it. You know, right behind Porto's Bakery." Yeah. yeah. But I, thank you, what do you Anita. Think, for real. What do you think he's got? You think he's got like what thousands? I mean, definitely thousands, without yeah. a doubt. But I don't yeah. know if I could even think of the number past that. Take yeah. a picture of it, because I, when he always says, "I've got it upstairs," I always want in my head. I have a a picture You've of what that. Picture? I've never. I don't think I've ever seen the picture. I always oh, picture like the you know like the Pentagon when he says, "Oh, they're all the video." <laughs> I imagine the. I imagine it's the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, just a giant warehouse with uh, all right. the all the. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
One uh, side of the warehouse is 1970s, you know. <laughs> uh, Kalei, I, I gotta I say, sleep oh. right next to it, and I feel like it's gonna fall over on me. I would love massive. to. I would love to fall asleep ensconced in DVDs. That is probably the most romantic way. <laughs> what a fall. way to go! Yeah. <laughs> Death by buried, a thousand yeah, discs. Buried in sixties movies. Oh. Yeah, I just wake up and you know Jimbo is jammed into my eyeball. It'd be great. <laughs> what a way to go! Uh, before I before I forget, Kalei, the the Kalei, our new special guest. Uh, listen, Kalei, in the last John and I had a long conversation, uh, and we talked about uh, how you uh, bring so much insight into every movie that we watch we know we're just kind of watching these throwaways and you you bring so much insight and we appreciate that because it keeps us on our toes because we're two guys that are old and we're set in our ways and you gotta you know you're bringing us you're, you're making us think about these things in ways that we maybe never have thought about before and uh hopefully you're having fun but i appreciate the insight you've brought in just the short time you've been here I feel like I need to really do my homework and study up now instead of just going through the motions and going, yes, I'll watch this again. I own this, you know, like, but now it's like, Oh, I think this might be something that will be up for discussion. So I appreciate that because it kind of makes, makes me have to refocus on things. Just have to raise the bar now. Well, yeah, it does. It does. And that's Mm -hmm. excellent. That's what we want. We don't want to be stagnant. So it, you know, um, you know, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the, the, the you know, the, I appreciate the, the effort you put forth. Every time you're on the show, it is obvious that you've paid attention and you've done some homework. And so I, I cannot thank you enough for that. I appreciate that. And I hope you come back as often as you want. So, you know, I just want to say that. Thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> the space. <laughs> it's so nice. Uh, that is, that's a character Kalei is working on called, uh, person having a hard time taking a compliment and uh, you know what you know what honest to god this gruff exterior is the same way when somebody pays me a genuine compliment i never know what to do i can't make eye contact i can't say anything i just get all weird i make a joke yeah it's awkward you go well anyway yeah hey thanks yeah like okay i Let's yeah. get on to something else. Yeah, hey, don't you go changing. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. And then I just and, move on. And then Mario says, don't touch me. If you try to hug him, he goes, don't touch me. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> please don't touch me. Uh-uh. Yeah, he's going to approach you. He's like a cat. You have to have him approach you. Uh, Anita is allowed to hug me uh, because she saved my life once. But other than that, uh, that that's is the only reason, right? What was that? Was it, was it, we'll tell that story off air, but we'll tell that story off air. We'll tell that story off air, but she did save me one time. Wow, she saved really? my life. Well, she save thought she life? did. I was actually gonna save. I actually, yeah. I actually thought I she actually thought she was saving me, but I was really gonna, I was gonna okay. tear somebody up. And uh, well, Anita kept oh. me from going to jail. <laughs> I was like, oh. I kept you from getting in trouble. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, That's really what it wow. needed. But she did save it was my that life. That kind of life saving. Yeah. Um, okay. She's a good kid, though. She's a good egg. I thought and it was we, like the Heimlich maneuver or something. Uh, <laughs> yo, she has a Anita has a move called the Heinrich maneuver, where she does this German accent and, and hits on you. Uh, she hits on you with a German accent. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah. I see how you are wearing the socks again, and you're just like, "What? I don't understand." And you're just, <laughs> She's doing oh, it. You doing didn't do your sidewalks since last. Yes, <laughs> since the yes. past Vic. Yeah. <laughs> She's doing a Marlena Dietrich yeah. impression. You're like, what? I don't get it. She'll <laughs> walk up behind you and say since something. The last go. time, or there would be dire consequences. Yes. If those pants were any tighter, they would be behind you. You're just like, what? What does that mean? <laughs> this is chaos. We don't fuck here. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, guys. Ten years. I love you all. Thank you all. People, all the people who put up with us week after week. You've uh, got tenure now, Mario. Tenure, yeah, I've got. I'm in. <laughs> hey, 
Uh, Anita, what's your favorite moment for the last 10 years? Oh, uh, my favorite moment is one, the whole episode that you guys did with Brent while he was here. Right. It was, Obviously. Because you're biased. Okay, not because of that, but mm-hmm. because of what Mario said. Like the, You could tell how much fun you all were having. I laughed. Awesome. I have not laughed that hard in a long time. I have not laughed that hard in a long time. Patrick and then White Man's Sauce is pivotal. In my oh That's God. still, there's That's two the moments when show. Justine, Justine really did change the course of the show. And I have to give her credit where credit is due. The ranch dressing conversation is something that has come up so many times. Uh, that is probably <laughs> one of my favorite episodes. Was It's called White Man Sauce, where we where we yeah. taste, taste tested the tacos with ranch. And then giving Casablanca a six. Those two things we've got so much mileage out of. Uh, so she really did change the texture of the show, and I don't, I don't give her enough credit for that. So God bless her. But hey, all you listeners, everybody who's, you know, all the, all the ex, uh, not the exiles, but all the people that came over for my appearances on the Rock Solid show, you know, Michael Bagford and all these great friends that we've made, and and Brent, of course, and Besotted Geek, and all of our podcast friends, Steve and Izzy, um, uh, you know, shows that we've been on, and. Uh, this little circle we've been a part of. I appreciate each and every one of you because uh, this really is fun. It's I don't think of it as ten years because it's just a hobby. We get together a week and we talk about pop culture. So it's not. I wasn't ready to make a big deal about it. I totally forgot it was ten years until I saw something on Facebook like a month ago. I was like, oh crap, it is ten years. So you know we don't we never do anything super special. But I just wanted to acknowledge that I've been doing this for that long because that's I don't think I've been committed to anything like this except for like maybe the Dodgers. Possibly mm-hmm. my wife, but and shout out to my wife and kid, you know, shout out to my wife for letting me do this. And, uh, cause it does take time and shout out to Rick Solomon for doing the great music and, uh, just all the listeners, everybody, God bless you all. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks you guys. And, and speaking of listeners, every, if you have a favorite episode or a favorite moment, please let us know on Twitter at soup complex. S O U P complex. Who's your favorite character on the podcast. Let's, let's do that. We should do a poll. I don't want to. Because I am not like this in real life. You already know who's going to win. John Sandy. John Is that Sandy. really true? John Sandy. <laughs> I, I don't know say, that that's I was going to say Justine, but I was, it's between John Sandy and Justine. You know what? Yeah. I think John Sandy I, or Justine at the top somewhere, and then everyone yes. else is going to get like one or two. One tri- Yeah, I'm going to get one vote. And it's going to be from, like two votes. Each. It's going to be for my yeah, wife because she's going to go, look at this poor idiot. <laughs> <laughs> your daughter are gonna give two, so you got two votes. Yeah, maybe. Two votes. Votes. My, daughter would, for, my daughter would probably vote for my daughter would probably vote for Kali. Uh, Kali, I'm gonna keep doing that forever. My daughter would probably vote for Kali because it, it's her generation, and she's also into <laughs> neuroscience, so she would she would vote for uh, she would go for the yeah, sciencey. Put more science stuff around. All right, you guys. Uh, so we're we're gonna start our tenth year with a face off next year. Thank you for joining me for Hook, uh, for Jake, for John, for Patrick, for Justine, for Calais, did I for and for our special special guest Anita. We say this transmission ends now. Fight the power. 